1: You. making a making a view so 6 6 5, Five. Four. Three. Two. One. interesting episode you guys Once again, Rankin Review is returning to the subject of zombies, and even though he was a guest only two short episodes ago, I'm breaking my own rule to include Scott Lehman, one of my best friends in the world. We don't see each other enough, but for some strange reason, we found ourselves in each other's company twice in one month, and we used the opportunity to record another podcast. And I think it's so darn good, I just couldn't wait to get it out to you. So... This episode, Scott Lehman will be co-hosting with me, and yes, we're going to talk zombies. And I think you're in for a treat. If you listen and you disagree, just let me know by writing me at gmail.com. That's R-A-N-K-N-R-E-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. Please check out the website at rankandreview.ca. And please forgive all of the spoilers and all of the coarse language. And now on with the show. Scott Lehman. (laughs) It's great to see you, brother. Uh, This feels like a sequel episode in a lot of ways. I know we spoke very recently about genre comedies, but two years ago, has it already been two years? My God. We recorded the remakes episode at Banff Gate National Park, which is where we are. Welcome back. And, uh... My brother drove all the way from Edmonton to be with us tonight to talk about zombies. I've got one of my favorite people to talk about one of my Your favorite, favorite subjects, so I'm, I'm super happy. Actually, honestly, today I was, like, starting to get anxious around 4.35 o'clock. Scott's going to be here soon. <laughs> <laughs> it really did take me back to being a little kid, and Scott and Karen are coming to visit. Because uh, it was a busy time when last I saw you. I felt a little bit overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, what, was something going on last time I saw you? I can't remember.
1: Some shitty movie oh, I right. forced you into watching. But right. it, was, it, was, it was stressful times. And now I'm on vacation. I got a bit of smear knopping. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> yep. We've never done an On a Zombie episode before.
0: Haven't you? I thought you well, had. Well, well, you and I. Oh, no, okay. No, <laughs> we we talk about them often, but never with never the recorder. Officially, not on the record. <laughs> right. Um, well, here's today's free plug, first of all. Book of Trespasses. If it's coming to a city that you live in, go see it. Support it, Larry. That was uh, I was blown away. I I was very impressed. For I I know you kind of downplay it a bit when you tell people (laughs) about it. It's it's you tell an interesting story, and that was kind of the key. Is it's a it's an interesting story to to let just let it happen, and uh, it was a good time. I can't wait to and it's the kind of movie demands a second viewing. Yeah. I, I want to see it again now, knowing how it plays out. I want to see it all again to see see all how the fits. pieces. Yep, okay. it's a good. It's it's well done. Thanks for if the we plug. In.
1: We'll be in the Canadian festival circuit throughout the end of 2018 and throughout 2019, and then hopefully in the streaming service or some obscure cable station <laughs> that we will definitely let you know about on Rank and Review. Right arm. Um, but yes, yes, Book of Trespasses. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That. Five years of my life that's good that's good um thank you well well, well let's jump the rail let's talk about zombies <laughs> right. um what i like about this list of movies other than that they're zombie movies is that i feel like if someone was to ask me the question like why zombie movies why are you into zombie movies especially in this day and age where there's so much of it it's just been so overcrowded that it seems like people are over it how can you still run defense for zombies all six of these movies whether i like them or not The only thing that really they have in common is zombies.
0: They're all very different takes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So if if someone has the attitude that all zombies are the same, I invite you to listen to this episode. And if you still think that way, (laughs) then I think the problem might be
0: yours. (laughs) And you notice all six of these, none of them are your traditional Romero zombies Mm. either. So you don't get any of that. The other thing I noticed is none of these are big blockbuster. You got no Dawn of the Dead world world war z these are for the most part smaller fairly conservative
1: in execution and budget but that's okay <laughs> i'm fine yep. with that i have no problem watching a, a micro budget movie if i'm willing to make one i'm sure as hell willing to watch for one, sure right and uh, i think that you can do interesting things on a low budget with a zombie movie i think that there's a different approach
0: i, I almost i almost prefer them yeah in, in honesty because i know I know Brad Pitt's not gonna get eaten by a zombie. You're not worried for Brad. Yeah, put yeah. the. I don't know what's gonna happen in something that that costs thirty thousand to make. Yeah.
1: So. And there's just something rugged and rough about it. Like moment to moment in Wormwood, you really don't know what's gonna hit you, but you kind of you're kind of anticipating it. <laughs> whatever yeah. it'll be. It'll be okay. Right? I, I
0: love. I've always loved the zombie movies, like you. I'm a big fan. Yeah. But I think part of it is it's the monster, that's. If it bites someone else, its only weapon is its teeth, usually, usually. And if it bites you, you become the monster. And then you bite someone else, now there's three monsters, now there's four monsters, now there's a city, and now it's the country, and now it's taking over. Um, It lends itself to the apocalypse kind of scenarios, what happens to society now. And uh, I've always found that just fun to watch, interesting and
1: you can make the story as big or as small as you want and they're both equally effective right this is happening everywhere to everyone and this narrative is going to follow this pocket of survivors right right but there's this whole other like extended world that's happening of chaos around them and we lock into this one story for a specific reason one usually thinks but i think what i want to get into a little bit with this episode is the zombie is a metaphor uh i mean i For me, I don't want to speak for you. For instance, Maggie, the Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie movie that we're going to talk about, is clearly a metaphor for cancer. Like, for me, that was all over that movie. Life After Beth is clearly a metaphor for relationship that needs to end but isn't, right? Uh, Like, the director of Nightmare City was (laughs) trying to sell to this modern audience in the Blue Underground DVD edition of this that this is a movie about the AIDS virus or something like that. Um, whether or not they did that effectively or not, I, I think the fact that those notes are being played yeah. in a zombie movie are in, is interesting.
0: I see what you're getting at. When I'm watching these zombie movies, though, I'm not looking for what is this a metaphor to? I mean, you're more... You're the the educated film guy that, that looks for, well, this is a metaphor for this and that. And I'm the guy that looks and says, I oh, like that part when the zombie ate the guy's face, and that was awesome. And-
1: it has to work on that level, is my yeah. point, though. It's still like, if I feel like I'm being lectured in a zombie movie, that's going to turn no. me off right away. No. But I appreciate a fresh approach, you know? Well, we and- have. Sorry, go ahead. No, well, and, and just the attempt to. Render depth to a a genre, which is usually dismissed as having none. And that really frustrates me because from ground zero, from Night of the Living Dead.
0: Romero has stuff to say. There's
1: stuff going on in zombie movies. And it's still an entertaining, violent action movie. And that's what gets butts in seats. But if you want that intellectual layer, it's there. And it's not rubbing your face in it. It's just there.
0: Well, we have, like you said, there's so many. We didn't always have this. We didn't always have... A new zombie movie every three months, or the the discount bin at Walmart where there's like 13 zombie movies coming out exactly, a week. Exactly. Yeah. But um, now with there being so many out there, I want to see what's what's your take? What's the the twist that you're making yours on? It's not enough to say, well, what's your zombie movie about? Well, it's about zombies. Yeah. And there's a group of guys we're trying to get away from the zombies. You need to have more now. Yeah. You need to have uh, okay. What's it's maybe you have a different setting. Or maybe there's something special about your zombies or your scenario or your story. And some of these movies, they all have their own take on uh, what sets them apart. And that's uh, what makes them interesting.
1: Again, I'm talking about different genres, right? Like these these are zombie movies. But I would say Maggie plays much more like a drama than a horror movie. Uh, Life After Beth is kind of a rom-com, I guess. (laughs) You know? Uh, Uh, For sure. So right there, like they're not just sort of boxed into the horror genre right there's there's a lot more to zombies than people give credit to i concede we've been getting an awful lot of zombies lately but i grew up when there was a drought going on in zombies i loved zombies since i was young and like the from like the mid to late 80s when i started having a real interest in horror movies until like 1999 2000 whenever or no it was like 2002 when 28 days later came out Mm -hmm. You couldn't find zombie movies very often. You'd have to make a meal out of Dead Alive and Cemetery Man when they showed up because there'd be five or ten years between the next one. And now we're at the complete opposite end of the spectrum where like every (laughs) couple weeks there's a new zombie movie either streaming or release directed video or even occasionally still in the theaters. Word on the street is David Fincher is going to direct World War Z two. Yeah. The director of Fight Club is going to do a big-budget zombie movie. So, like, they're not going anywhere. If you have a problem with zombie movies, I don't understand you, but I also pity you because you're missing out on some good movies and there is no end in sight, I'm afraid.
0: And like you said, well, right now you've got a zombie shirt on. I do. I've got a shirt from The Walking Dead. (laughs) And I've heard, I mean, right now it's kind of cool to to knock on The Walking Dead with the route they've taken or... Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, what, seven seasons in at this point. But uh, as you said, we didn't always have this. Um, we didn't always have all these movies. We didn't have TV shows for yeah. sure, like quality TV shows with great effects, makeup, zombie effects. I can not beat The
1: Walking Dead because I've wanted The Walking Dead since I was 12 if years I old. If I was 12
0: years old <sighs> and I knew what I'm going to, the kind of show I'm going to get to watch, and if I was going to find out that I decided I'm not going to watch this, I would time travel and kick my own ass <laughs> and say, no, look what you get to watch in the future. This is going to be amazing. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it can turn, it can stay good. It can turn shitty, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see it out. It's a show about the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to watch it.
1: It's a zeitgeist show right now. Even when people are bitching about it, everybody's watching it, right? Like I have a whole bunch of people telling me, oh, that show's been shit ever since Negan showed up. Well, that was three seasons ago, right? (laughs) Like (laughs) maybe if you hate it that much, you should stop watching it.
0: And I know we're not here to talk about The Walking Dead, but can I point out one thing? Yes. I know a lot of people that have stopped watching it. They stopped watching it when, when it was season five, I think where they started off at the uh, terminus right? and they're slitting throats and yeah. draining the blood into the trough with, for the cannibals and people stopped watching this. Well, you know what? I'm not watching this show got violent and I don't like it anymore. <laughs> so you're telling me now the show about the zombie apocalypse has become too violent now, six years in and yeah. now you're not going to watch anymore. And I thought, good. So, We can get rid of those viewers that don't want that stuff and just let it be for the people that love it. Indeed. Glenn got his head bashed in. I mean, spoiler, but... uh, (laughs) That sucks,
1: but it also was... People said, well,
0: this is too violent now. I can't watch this anymore. Now people are getting killed. (laughs) (laughs) Guess
1: what? People die in zombie (laughs) movies. Okay. To continue our treatise on The Walking Dead, though, anyone who says, like, it's too violent for them, I always like to remind people... What's the first thing that you saw in The Walking Dead? The very first shot. People think yeah. it's Rick waiting up in the hospital, but it's not. The first thing we see is him looking for gasoline in an isolated place, and a child zombie walks
0: up. A little girl.
1: And he shoots her dead center of the forehead, and her brains spatter onto the pavement as she falls.
0: And that's a great way to start. If
1: you don't like this turn
0: turn it it off right now because this is where we start exactly and
1: that's I guess the good entry point for these zombie movies I guess you know they're made for a certain audience and if you don't like grim storytelling and if you don't like intense violence well yeah we're not gonna like it but it's sort of like Scott and I you know if it's a a musical rom-com you know starring Katherine Heigl it's got a lot of strikes against it for Scott and I before, <laughs> before we even even give it a chance. And I guess if anything, what I would like to accomplish with this podcast is some imaginary member of the audience will decide maybe I should give zombies another chance. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we start this thing?
0: Um, well, hey, what six movies are you going to talk about? Oh, That's a
1: that's a very good question. We're going to talk about 13 Eerie, which was a homegrown Zombie flick. It's shot uh, just outside of Regina, very close to where I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I
0: think it's shot in Moose Jaw,
1: wasn't yeah. it? Uh, in that area, I guess. Um, and I know a few people involved in the production, so uh,
0: it's interesting. Yeah, We're going to talk
1: about Nightmare City, which is an Italian splatter fest, which is a very interesting. I'm sure that will be an interesting conversation. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, Maggie, an Arnold Schwarzenegger starring zombie movie. And if you haven't heard of it, you're not alone but it's a real thing i'm mm-hmm. not making it up <laughs> from the writer of I Heart huckabees we have a zombie rom-com called i uh life, life after, after beth. beth. i was about to say i love you to beth that doesn't make any sense life after so <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh oh <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun we're gonna talk about an australian zombie movie called wormwood road of yes. the dead yeah. and we will finish it off with zombie town okay (laughs) or well whatever order we decide to go in we're kind of fast and loose we're three beers in already (laughs) so uh that is the list of six zombie movies my dear dear friend Scott Lehman and i will discuss
0: one thing about these films i think we're going to get into as well is we talked about this a little bit before we sat down and pressed record but uh, zombie movies have uh two endings that commonly are used uh the first one is all of our heroes die. Everybody dies in the end. Or they get away from the bad situation they're in and now they're safe, dot, 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 for now. Yeah,
1: to and, an uncertain future. Right.
0: And uh, some of these movies, they it seems to be hard to write an ending for a zombie movie because you have some format of those two endings. You're a or, little bit boxed in. Or else you, you try and do something else, which a few of these movies went a different route, some to uh, less success than others. And I think we're going to get That'll probably end up being part of the conversation, I think. And how how can you end a zombie movie other than these two ways? Or is there a preferred method?
1: Well, it's an interesting thing. We're talking about the post-zombie era. There's a new zombie movie out. I don't think it's out already. It's Ellen Page, Juno's in it. And it's all about the zombies after the zombie plague has been cured. A lot of people who were formerly zombies have been inoculated. Okay. But they're still a little off. But we're trying to get back to normal. So, again... People say that all of every zombie movie is the same, and kind I like, just uh, can't disagree with that more. Fido's a bit like that, too. Yeah, yeah, Fido's a great one. That's one of the first zombie movies I ever reviewed on this podcast. Love that show. Anyway, uh, let's start this thing. Welcome
0: to Erie Strait. Compound-secured perimeter means nothing gets in or out. No one's been here in years. It's gonna feel more like a boot camp than a science retreat. All aboard! That's nice right. All you got here is uh, Guantanamo Bays. Ugly twin system. Oh, man. welcome now. There are only two places available in the forensic trainees' scheme. You will need to work in pairs. If you're gonna puke, do it in the bushes, otherwise, it'll contaminate the area. Oh, shit. I couldn't have picked a worse place to die. You heard about this place, right?
1: Why? We heard the Romans. Death row inmates. saw something.
0: I mean, nothing lives here. No one lives here. Group C, Group A, come in, over.
1: So there's not a lot of filmmaking going on in saskatchewan i think you've heard me lament this when if you listen to the book of trespasses episode i spent five years trying to make my own micro budget movie well successfully i don't say trying i made the you fucking did thing it. it's done it's a good movie um but there's one gentleman and i gotta give him a lot of props who's managed to make movies in saskatchewan and remain in saskatchewan and be successful his name is lowell dean he uh has directed this movie 13 eerie and so far two wolf cop movies yeah. and uh word on the street is they want to complete a trilogy of wolf cop but they're 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 seeing what they can do about that I know
0: we're not here for wolf cop but I I I love wolf cop I haven't seen the second one yet but <laughs> yeah. the first one I get it it's yeah
1: it's for a very specific it's for audience and it's but for those me. people will I'm that audience yeah
0: I see but, this, I see, I saw, but this is a movie called wolf cop yeah what do you want <laughs> yeah.
1: what do you want it's like zombie it sells itself yeah. um but this is not wolf cop that we're here to talk about this is 13 eerie um it is clearly a low budget production um shot in my backyard like i said but i respect things about it like they actually kind of have a murderer's row of underappreciated canadian actors in this movie Catherine Isabel being the most recognizable yeah. from the ginger snap series but uh brendan fletcher has been getting a lot of work both across the states and here uh horror fans will remember him from freddie versus jason mm-hmm. i believe he's the only character killed by freddie krueger i think movie.
0: i think that's true. i've heard that um
1: i could be wrong about that but anyway um he's in that movie you'll see him in a lot of things um what is the other? Uh, Brendan Fair, I believe, was in uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of these guys you'll see, with, like, bit parts in Canadian television or in a lot of independently, low budget, independently made low-budget Canadian movies.
0: And it is a low-budget movie. It is. And and, you can but you, tell. And you get names like, like Catherine Isabel, and it gives you some legitimacy right off the top. Maybe you get that low-budget thing out of your mind. You say, well, okay, well, I know who that is. She's been in this and she's been in that. So
1: if you don't have a lot of money, you have to be careful how you spend it. And where 13 Eerie decided to spend its money was on its cast and its special effects. And that was a good decision. I don't want to overpraise it because in the end of the day, it is kind of another zombie movie. A lot of people are saying like that they're hard to differentiate. I don't know how much new or how much different 13 Eerie brings to the table. But for people who are into the zombie cinema the way you and I are, and if you're hungry for another meal, this is one. This it's, is one. it's not amazing, but it's certainly not awful. <laughs> it's sort of a nice middle of the day, you know <laughs> middle of the road kind I, of horror movie
0: yeah, um one one thing I'd point out i did I watched some of the behind the scenes stuff on. I read a little bit about it. And uh, there was another Saskatchewan-based movie. um, What's it called again? Book of... uh, Trespasses. Trespasses, yes. Yes. (laughs) That took a little while to film. This film, however, you know how long they took? Three weeks. Uh, 20 days. Yeah, 20 days is how long they they filmed. So, Larry, it doesn't need to take five years. Just so you know, (laughs) you can make a movie in less than a month. But (laughs) But what if your story takes place over several different seasons? (laughs) (laughs) There's CGI for that. (laughs) You can make... Fucked it up. But... No, I I enjoy. Actually, I enjoyed this movie, but you hit it right on right on the head. It doesn't really add anything new. Um, in this one, we have the the zombies are kind of super zombies, toxic zombies. I like to qualify them as. they're a little hulked
1: out, a little tougher than your average zombie, and look a little more monstrous.
0: Yeah, they have a growl to them. Um, one thing about I kind of one thing I like about this kind of zombie movie is it's dark and it's violent and the effects it's all practical effects as as far as i could tell yeah nothing took me out of it as far as cgi and the blood in this movie was thick and it's dark it's just that thick heavy dark red blood almost black but it just seems a little bit more grisly it's not cartoony uh like some of the other movies which is bright red this one just felt a little more grisly yeah
1: and the grizzly is what actually gives it its, its edge. Because I was watching it, I was enjoying it, and I was sort of going along with it. And uh, the the it's the premise is these these students are coming to this place that had been an abandoned penitentiary, and they've created these crime scenes with actual bodies, and they're going to study the crime scenes and you know be graded on it. They want to become forensic scientists, and this is a school for them or like a field trip for them. And they all have their own bodies that they need to find or or to study. And uh, I was watching it and liking it, but I wasn't like completely locked in until the first death. Mm -hmm. This first death. And I like what they were going for. It was about 50-50. And they were trying to get this thing where she's running through the trees, but they're so thick that she's getting kind of tangled up in them. So she can't run as fast to justify this zombie catching up with her. And slowly, slowly, the zombie inevitably catches up with her. And I'm like, and now we're going to hear a scream and we're going to move on to the next scene. Not so. (laughs) The zombie bites off her fingers. Her
0: her fingernails first.
1: And then chews its way up her arm, eventually getting to her throat. And it's quite drawn out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's quite grisly. And I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting that. And like... It pulled away where a lot of low-budget films have no choice. Or, or it stayed where a lot of low-budget films have no choice but to pull away, right? And that gave it points. When Catherine Isabel stabs a zombie through the mouth...
0: Thank you. This, this is the, <laughs> the kill of the movie for me. Right? Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, she doesn't get it in the brain. She doesn't destroy it. It's sort of through its cheek, so she walks out of the what, thing, dragging imp- the chunk of wood. She impales
0: it against the wall with this blade or whatever. Yeah, and the effect of it sliding its face off of it's great and this
1: is also a character that we've known a little bit like we knew her as a human being she wasn't just one of these monsters a lot of them they're just monsters from the second we meet them so i like that it gave it some edge i think because that edge worked some of the humor in the movie kind of felt a little bit misplaced
0: there there wasn't a lot of humor Uh, well I guess in this well, the, the comic relief, Larry, Larry. Yeah. Once
1: again, the running gag of a guy named Larry being treated <laughs> like shit by everybody in the movie. There's always
0: a pothead named Larry in every movie. It it's seems. particularly
1: frustrating in this thing because Larry doesn't really do anything to earn the contempt of it. No. Everybody fucking hates Larry because his name is Larry. There's a
0: moment Katie Isabel says, I'm going to fucking kill Larry. <laughs> And yeah, I could just... it
1: seems like they overuse his name and whenever they do they really hit larry <laughs> for some reason and this is the it's larry thing. i could have talked about it in heat but i didn't but there's a character in Heat where the character says i have to demean myself with larry just oh, to be rid God, of you larry. hollywood hates the name larry this is what happens larry when you're fucking stranger well and here's the thing i think if you were going to do that with larry's character make us hate larry I never really hated Larry. No, he's, it,
0: he's kind of a fool, but... He's
1: bumbling. He fucks up the, the, the walkie-talkies, so it makes it hard for people to communicate with each other. But he smells a rat before everyone else and is trying to tell them that they need to get out of there. And, like, the main teacher, who I think is the Cooper of the movie, I just hated that guy. He was yeah. such a dick. When he actually finally sees a zombie... Does that change the way he
0: treats Larry? No. Not at
1: all. He still remains a are just you're just,
0: def- you're just defending him because his name is Larry. If it was I'm, Bob, you wouldn't care what they're Bob. Bob.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I would or Nestor. not. I think that, that that character, the school teacher character, he was designed as a Cooper character, but for some reason wasn't being played as one. I found like all of his decisions to be wrong for the most part. And his treatment of both the students and the people. He doesn't even shake well, Larry's hand when Larry introduces himself. <laughs> like he's a scumbag. He's an asshole. He's usually the character that we look forward to seeing killed. And he's one of the three he people survives. who makes it to the end of the movie for some reason.
0: And he, uh, well, because he disappears for the last a good third. Chunk of it. I, I don't know what, if he had something else to do. I kind of feel like
1: maybe the ending was a retrofit or a change. I don't know this, but I was really thinking that he'd been bit. He said he just got some blood on him, but the way he kept rubbing his hand, I thought, "Oh, okay. he's gonna turn. He's gonna turn." And it never happened
0: because he stopped. What a couple of them in the school bus said, "Wait here," and I, I'll go be right back or yeah. something. And he and he leaves and he's gone for like, twenty That's, minutes of the movie, yeah, and then just, we see him at the end. Hey guys, we're yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Not a really helpful character in that way. But I do think that Catherine Isabel and the two Brendans and I can't remember, I'm missing the name, is it? I'm going to say Michael, no, uh, Nick Moran. I'm going to say Nick Moran. I think they have a good sort of vibe together. They're not supposed to be best friends, but they're kind of thrown into this scenario Mm -hmm. and they they team up really good. There's none of this infighting bullshit. One of the characters actually in a really good scene accidentally shoots another yeah. one of them in the back. Yep. And she says, so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's he understands. These are high stakes.
0: And I like that. I like that. Oops, I accidentally shot my own. It was, it's like the scene in World War Z where the guy shoots himself in the face by accident, accident. by falling down yeah it was just well i guess sometimes shit just happens Death by human
1: error is a real thing especially yeah. when people are panicking and uh i like that like i think in another movie that guy would have been furious and like mad at her or you know uh, that would have been something that she would have need to pay for or re-redeemed for and but uh, other the movie than, just treated it as it was a crazy scenario she was trying to hit the zombie and he got away.
0: and other than that though she's proves pretty kick-ass at at dealing with uh, (laughs) dealing with the undead
1: yeah she uses her chemistry skills to explode a zombie it's kind of a macgyver moment but i let it go you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what sets these zombies apart because we talked about how these are all different zombies these ones (coughs) excuse you um where they're fast running almost like Super zombies, yeah. But they're also not doing parkour. They're not CGI. They're not I Am Legend or World War Z. These no. are real people. They're running realistically, That's and I, right. c- I can take that. I can handle that. The, re- the explanation for why they are is not fully explained. It's sort of hinted at. Yeah, I think that they're doing. Ex- they were doing experiments on life uh prisoners.
1: and why do they suddenly come but, back to life now? Do they it were they triggered by these students? We don't I think know. so. yeah we, assume we see
0: so? one of them laying face down, yeah, and then they kind of wakens. but uh, what is it We're not dealing with an apocalypse here either. Nope. We're in a secluded area, and I think there's three zombies, and that's that's about it. They create Plus, a couple more yeah. as they
1: go, but yeah, it starts with these three main problems. The movie works enough, and I'm proud of it because it's locally made. I also don't necessarily want to oversell it. If you're a gore hound, absolutely. The special effects are amazing. There's nothing wrong with any of the cast. Uh, It's a solid zombie entry. That's kind of where I began and end with 13 Eerie. I'm proud that it was made in my backyard. If I would have made 13 Eerie, I would have been proud of
0: it. And for the, like you said, for the budget they made, the the gore effects are top-notch. It's hard to beat them. Maybe even on this... uh, well, let's not say much, but eh, there is one major, the biggest problem maybe with this movie, and I think we talked about it before, is is how the there ending? is no ending. Yeah. If we can talk about the ending.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those moments where it just stops.
0: It's, you got to finish your damn movie. Yeah. It, it almost builds to a climax and then there's yeah. still four people alive at the end in the car. They get away to a car.
1: And the zombie has eaten the guy who owns the car. And the, te- uh, the keys are caught in the zombie's teeth. And they're all like, oh no, they what feel, are we going to do uh, now? And we freeze black. on them, deal like screaming. And that's it. Yeah. I think it is disappointing ending. Like again, the rest of it works enough that I let it go. Yeah, it, It's been done worse. There was a movie called Automaton Transfusion. Another super low budget zombie movie. Which literally ends with To Be Continued. Okay. And they never <laughs> made another movie. <laughs> have, you, so, yeah.
0: have you seen Rob Zombie's 31? I have not. Okay. Same thing? It ends with the same thing. Yeah. I mean. And it goes it's, on. It's, it's the main villain and Sherry Moon. They are about to face off and the movie's over. And it's, it's like this. We have one more fight here. We have one zombie. How are they going to get away? Well, who knows? Maybe we'll find out in thirteen too.
1: 2. You can decide through your own self. Uh, Yeah, I agree. The the ending is flawed. And I don't think that this is the zombie movie that's going to win over people who want to be loud, like convince me that there's credibility. But if you're already there if you you need to be convinced, sign yourself up for 13 Eerie. Good enough? Top of the news
0: this evening
1: is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Information from an official source, which reached our newsroom this afternoon, stresses the seriousness of the situation.
0: Mr. Miller, something very serious has happened at the airport. But until we conclude our investigation, and take the necessary countermeasures, nothing is going to leak out. Nothing. This individual and others like him have been subjected to strong doses of atomic radiation, which increase their physical capacities beyond the norm. In short, it's a kind of a Superman. This is Channel 5 TV station. They're being attacked for god's sake, send somebody fast god
1: help us all okay welcome to nightmare city um oh,
0: yeah um, we're having a good time <laughs> um again
1: i've talked in the past about uh, sort of these giallo horror movies the italian zombie and splatter films Um, I really do think of them as exploitation films. (laughs) Like, they're just about their gore and their sex. And a lot of... Pretty much everything else seems to fall to the wayside as far as like their approach to filmmaking.
0: They're grimy and they... they feel a little sleazy.
1: They feel a lot sleazy. Maybe they're more sleazy today than they did when they were made. <laughs> and and <laughs> I
0: I kind of love them. I kind of love them, honestly.
1: Well, it's true. There's something so politically incorrect about it <laughs> that I kind of respect it in a way. Uh, the climate now in this sort of age we're in where everybody's like waiting to be offended by things. It's, sort of, it's, a, it's a weird place to make difficult genre horror movies like this and, you know, be proud of yourself. It's gone to the point where I used to be like, I used to roll my eyes a little bit at things like Family Guy, which felt the need to step over the line like, <laughs> like enthusiastically every week. And now I'm just like all for it. I'm like, mm-hmm. bring on the free speech. Offend me, please offend me. I'm not going to sue anybody. I just you know, and we're, I don't want to censor anything.
0: We're what 1983 for this film, yeah, right? So, and it's it's firmly that era. It's a 1983 <laughs> movie.
1: But if it was just honest that it was an exploitation film, I think I would like it more. I made the mistake of watching the special features and hearing the director, Umberto Lenzi, speak mm-hmm. about this movie. And to me, he came off as a pretentious dick, you know? Uh, maybe something was lost in translation.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that. In, I've, I've watched the same special feature, yeah. but before I seen that, I didn't really look at it that right. way. I, it's just... It's, just a, it's just an movie.
1: exploitation movie, right? It's sex and violence, but... He doesn't think so. (laughs) No.
0: And I wrote down exactly what his words were. Um, Well, first of all, in his interview, he says, these are not zombies. These are real men, and they're infected by radiation. Uh, But then in the rest of the interview, he goes on to refer to them as As zombies. So I I don't know. Which is it? Maybe it's just easier. For the sake of argument, we'll call them zombies today. But but then he says the film is based on reality, and he compared it to the AIDS virus Mm -hmm. and the movie Philadelphia somehow. So... (laughs) Just say I made a
1: gory exploitation titty full movie. The great thing about the titty in this movie is it's gratuitous. It is
0: so gratuitous. These these zombies have a penchant for ripping off the lady's shirt before, before they, they before they kill them.
1: Let's do and, a little bit of plot because there is only a little bit of plot. Oh, uh, our, our, our stunning handsome lead Hugo Stiglitz, mm-hmm. Mexican actor. Uh, neither attractive nor talented centers this movie Uh, he is sent to cover a story at an airport and a military plane arrives and a bunch of zombies just spill out of it and start killing people the infection spreads to the city chaos ensues that's the plot
0: and i love how he seems mildly disturbed by his reaction to anything he sees it's like what's going on here
1: throughout the movie people either overreacting or underreacting to everything they see The camera will be following somebody and then actually get distracted because they have to zoom in on a body on the street just to make sure you don't miss that gore. (laughs) Uh, The pace is pleasantly pretty quick for the most part. And I will give the movie points for you really don't know what you're going to see moment to moment. Like, there's something really crazy about it. I know that a lot of people have a lot of affection for it. Quentin Tarantino is a big fan. Tom Savini is supposed to be making a remake of this movie. But at the end of the day, if you ask me, am I a fan of Nightmare City, would I recommend it to people? I would say there's a very, very thin sliver margin of people who I would say, yes, you would like Nightmare City. The rest of us can just sit this one
0: out. I'm here to say I am in that very slim margin. Right. This movie was in a VHS clamshell in the local mom and pop store. Right. Called City of the Walking Dead at that time. And I must have rented that as a twelve, thirteen year old kid like twenty times. I'm not sure what it was that drew me to this movie.
1: I bet I could guess. But
0: <laughs> this movie, for what it's worth, it starts at minute one <laughs> and it doesn't stop. It's pure chaos from from the get go and insanity. And there's there's craziness, there's carnage, and like Quentin Tarantino, like you said, he raves about this movie, and uh he, he points out this is the first film where zombies are running yeah so this this predates twenty eight days later and and Return everything of the
1: living dead all of those
0: these zombies run and they use weapons, so yeah. these are the zombies that don't just use teeth, in fact, they don't really well they they almost are vampiric in a way where they, they seem to they blood. drink blood, but they carry knives, they carry guns, they know how to use weaponry so they can do they do everything and like i said before they stab a lady they rip they rip her shirt off first maybe that spoke to 13 year old me
1: again this is just me being naive expecting any kind of consistency i guess (laughs) but some of them seem to be the slow staggered proper zombies and some of them are high speed you know weapon wielding zombies
0: there's not a lot of consistency
1: at all and uh It also has this narrative structure where, like, and I hate to spoil this movie from 1982 for you guys, but it's one of these movies where it was all a dream. And as a storytelling Mm -hmm. conceit, you have to have really impressed me for me to let that slide at the end of the movie. And I guess maybe in its defense, the fact that it's all a dream kind of helps to make sense of the nonsense that we see throughout the movie.
0: Okay. I mean, if we're going to get to the ending already, we can do that. I mean, that's the problem with the film is it's the biggest cop-out F.U. It's an <laughs> F.U. to the audience that what you watched for 88 minutes actually didn't happen.
1: And now and, the movie's going to start and then we're going to roll credits. Yeah,
0: but what it does, he wakes up from a dream said, says, oh, what a crazy dream. And, and then it goes on and it replays the first three minutes of the movie. And then it says on the screen... The, the nightmare, nightmare becomes begins. reality. Dot, dot, dot. And, and yeah, if it's a cop-out ending. Yes. And we talked about the ending to 13 Eerie, where yeah. they just didn't write an ending. Right. Here, they did the dream ending. And which one's worse to you? I
1: prefer 13 Eerie as a movie overall, for sure. Um, I guess... I guess I'll say 13 Erie bothered me less, but it yeah. felt to me like in 13 Erie, maybe they just ran out of money. Like maybe they did have an extended sequence where the teacher turned into a super zombie and they had to fight him in the prison, but they just ran out of money. Yeah. And they just said, well, let's do this then. It sort of felt like... A,
0: when, I was tw- yeah. when I was 12 or 13, I don't think the ending really bothered me right. because of all the, the craziness I saw for for the previous 90 minutes. But yeah, it's it's the worst ending. It's not an ending at all. Yeah. I mean, it's 13 Erie leaves you kind of on a cliffhanger. You Think what you want happens. Yeah. Maybe they get away. Maybe they didn't. Tell yourself the rest of the but, story. But this is just, this is no ending. And the thing that bothered me, that same behind-the-scenes interview with the director, he says the original ending was that they get away on the helicopter
1: he from the amusement
0: silly. park. And he did not like that. He defended his dream and the circular ending by saying it is smart... And the message it gives is that this could actually happen.
1: Well, I would argue and it was neither of those.
0: <laughs> I had to rewind that. Say what? The hell? But I don't know. And it's saying we just watched an eighty-eight minute dream sequence is, like I said, it's a middle finger and f you to the audience. He you just watched an eighty-eight minute dream of. So if he's dreaming this, why is he dreaming about scenes that he's not in? Yeah. That's but. But. I guess in, it's a defense,
1: out. in defense of the movie, I suppose. And again, I'm not as big a fan as a lot of people. There's a scene, probably, I'm going to guess somewhere dead center of the movie, where we cut from some piece of carnage to a bunch of chicks in super tight swimsuits <laughs> doing this weird dance <laughs> yoga thing in a film studio. And the sequence goes on for quite a long time. We have to talk about that <laughs> and soon. I'm like. Thrusting and gyrating, and we cut to the control room and the monitors. And then after, I'm gonna say five minutes. Maybe it wasn't, but maybe it was three. It felt like five. Then zombies just come into the place, rip the girls' clothes off, and kill them. One of them, I believe, gets their breast actually severed. He cuts. He
0: cuts the nipple. (laughs) Yeah. He he actually like cuts around the the nipple. And look, it's
1: it's it's not even a matter. Did I enjoy it? It was just so fucking insane. (laughs) The whole
0: sequence was so fucking insane. This this movie is a series of massacres. Yeah. So we have the first one is the plane lands. The professor comes out, and then all these zombies come out and and just massacre everybody. And then we have the the workout tv studio massacre yeah and we have a hospital massacre scene then we go to you know, there's a gas station and Then we have the amusement park just a bunch of i mean for a low budget movie i well, mean, they had a
1: lot of action they
0: they went they had a lot of they went everywhere yeah i mean they they crossed that city
1: um but again you talk about the scene in the blacked out hospital i think like in a I hate to be this dismissive, in a real zombie movie or a real horror movie, that could have been quite an intense, frightening scene, right? You're in a hospital. There are zombies. So that's a bad place to be, and all of the lights go out, and you have to find your way out, right? I think that that could be a quite frightening, tense, terrifying, and violent over-the-top scene, but we just get violent and over-the-top because that's all this director knows.
0: (laughs) During, when you talk about the inconsistencies, during the... uh when they're doing the workout video. Yes. There's a zombie that gets the door closed on his fingers. Yes. And he lets out a yell and retreats in pain. Right. Where in the previous massacre at the airport, they were getting shot in the chest and, and not even wincing. <laughs> but uh yeah, they, here's an explanation scene that was in the movie. I mean, there's, there's bonkers stuff throughout Congrats. this movie. Congrats. And I, and I'm not saying this to point out flaws. I'm pointing out, Crazy reasons why I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't make any sense. Maybe love
1: is the wrong word.
0: (laughs) I'm just thinking things I'm noticing now, maybe that I didn't notice when I was a kid. There's an explanation scene when they were saying, "Are you saying these guys are almost indestructible? Are you saying we need to destroy the brain? Sorry, the brain." And then he says, "We will go with Plan H. Keep Plan B on standby."
1: and we know
0: neither what of the f- why are we starting with plan h and then going to plan b what about plan a why don't we start with plan a and also that sentence would
1: make more sense if we knew what plan h or plan b was <laughs> it was
0: kind of an Ed Wood moment i thought <laughs> let's start with plan h how many different plans we got but everybody it's insanity the uh, one thing uh, the victims run up to the zombies and yes. they stop and they scream while and the zombies have a moment them. to you know <laughs> rip off their shirts and stab them. The zombies in here wipe their mouth on their sleeve. They wipe blood off of their mouth. So they're worried about how they look. Um, The good old days of film. When a woman would get hysterical and a man would just slap Slap her. her. (laughs) They have that scene in here. And she then
1: kisses him like 30 seconds (laughs) after that.
0: Hardcore make out. (laughs) That really,
1: really, really rubbed me the wrong way
0: (laughs) It's so weird seeing that now. (laughs) And it's
1: like... Settle down. I I don't think... I mean, I was pretty mean about the main (laughs) character, but I'll continue. He is a charisma vacuum. (laughs) Like, there is nothing likable or engaging about this guy. Uh, Again, in the interest of points, though, that woman that we're talking about, I've seen the movie, like, I think this is my third time watching the movie. I didn't watch it a ton when I was young, which is maybe one of the reasons why I find it more of an uphill battle than you. I think if it's something that really... Felt forbidden and awesome when you were 12 it'll always sort of have a special place in your heart I don't have that right
0: <laughs> and this does it draws me back to my youth every time I hear that that theme music that did it it
1: but that woman uh every time of the three I've watched it three times and every time she falls off the rope and bounces down the uh the, oh, the structure the of the uh, is it a roller coaster yeah. or a ferris wheel or whatever it is I'm surprised by that moment every time And, again, I guess in the interest of giving points to a movie I've not been very charitable to, there are a few things that are surprising. Whether or not they're logical or they're helpful to the movie, I couldn't say, but I was surprised several times. Mm -hmm. A lot of giallo movies seem to have these centerpiece scenes where a beautiful woman is very slowly stalked and killed, and this movie is no exception. But it's really interesting to me in a movie that is so full of momentum and insanity, how everything stops for this sequence. She gets a phone call from a military husband who knows what's going on, tells her, lock the house, be safe, I'm going to come and get you. And she seems really scared and she locks the front door and she looks around and she slowly walks through the house Mm. like suddenly the zombies are in the house for some reason by him mentioning it. And then she walks out her back door, leaves the back door wide open, stands in the backyard and sees the lawnmower mowing by 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 itself. So I'm implied, okay, her gardener is now a zombie or something. And then she just shrugs that off, walks into the house, fixes herself a drink, some drinks, and I keep on thinking, "Why are we watching this? What is <laughs> what is this?" And it goes on forever, forever. And yes, spoilers. Finally, she is killed by a zombie, and we
0: don't care. <laughs> so, it's
1: not,
0: yeah, it's not a smart movie, Larry. It's it's not no, it's not a metaphor for AIDS, as no. the director will tell you. <laughs> It is craziness. That it, it, Stuff doesn't make sense. Let's start where the movie starts. The airplane lands yep. and all these zombies come out. So was a zombie flying this plane? <laughs> Who's flying this plane? The zombies in this movie drive cars. Yep. They do everything. And I don't know. I have to question if I didn't see this movie as much as I did. If I didn't fall in love with it when I was 13, maybe I'm praising it too much. Yeah. It's it's probably not as good a movie as I say. It's got that Italian zombie movie dubbing. Yeah. Which a lot of people it's have problems with, sometimes. but I find that part of its charm. I'm a fan of the Italian zombie genre. I I enjoy it almost because of the dubbing, because <laughs> of the flaws, because of just the crazy things that happen in it. There's a movie I I seen in the theater which I really enjoyed, Planet Terror.
1: Right.
0: And I know you've seen it as well. I think part of the reason I enjoyed that movie so much is because of how much it reminded me of, oh,
1: the of Nightmare City. Influences all
0: it it rem- This this movie in particular, it just reminded me so much of the this movie that zombies. I watched yeah. so much in my youth. And then I later watched an interview with Tarantino where he talked about the resemblance with Nightmare City okay. and Planet Terror. And I thought, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's.
1: I will say this. I mean, I've been largely unkind to the movie, but I think in the right mood with enough beer Mm -hmm. this is a good time but if you're just sitting down and you've never seen this before i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i can recommend it you got
0: to know what you're going into it's a 1983 italian zombie movie it's not smart but it's it's wall-to-wall shit happening and it's memorable
1: whether or not you like it it will (laughs) stick with you you won't shake it easily but it's certainly not for everyone
0: Dad, you've protected me all my life. Now it's my turn to protect you. There is life with you, not with me. Don't come looking for me. I'm safe. I'm fine. Mr. Vogel. normally release someone with this type of infection Dad. I need you to follow the rules here quarantine is eight weeks in she's probably gonna show more signs of aggression and hunger when that happens say your goodbyes and get her straight to quarantine I promise to your mother, I will protect you. Fourteen rules, plot everybody, Wade.
1: Okay, Maggie, uh, directed by Henry Hobson. A lot of interesting things to say about this movie. Um, I don't think we could have picked a more, in, more different zombie movie to follow up with a review of Nightmare City. <laughs> so like Nightmare City is at one end of the spectrum and this is at the other.
0: This is not a good double bill. <laughs>
1: no, back to back. I don't know if that would make any sense to anybody. But uh, it's a zombie post-apocalyptic feeling kind of drama
0: it's a it's a zombie drama Starring, it's, yeah, starting yeah
1: sorry uh, go uh, sorry a very haggard looking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the great interesting thing about this is not only did he put some production behind it he did this movie for free oh I did not know that he did not get paid for this movie he just wanted really? to support the project and he was looking for roles that would focus on Arnold Schwarzenegger the actor a little bit because you're right he's old and these action movies are harder to sell Mm-hmm. these days, you know, it's the the last terminator movie kind of stunned. I I got to say old Arnie isn't working for me as much. Um I will say upon second viewing not only did my feelings for the movie increase. I think this is the best performance of Arnold Schwarzenegger's premiere, entire career, for my mm. money. Like, I know his, his ideal casting was for the Terminator, and I know yeah. he was a completely perfect Conan, but he really acts in this movie, and I empathized with his character and felt things when he said and did things in a way that I just haven't before.
0: Yeah, when I first heard the casting and then started watching the movie, I think I was wondering, well, do we need it to be Arnold? Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Could we have anybody else? Um, He works.
1: Yeah. uh, And you'd think it would be this big black hole or a big thing that you'd have to get over to get to like the movie. But you believe him right away, or at least I did. I won't speak for you, but I believe him right away. His daughter's gone missing. It's at the this zombie infection has happened it seems like it's in some vague semblance of control but things aren't necessarily better people are burning their crops
0: but that's one thing that's different about this movie is the timeline we don't often see movies that take place after After. the zombie apocalypse where we're now we're now rebuilding yeah that's the impression i got anyways we're now controlling this we're rebuilding our cities we have power back on in some areas
1: yeah But it still feels post-apocalyptic. The whole movie is bleached out in that sort of gray gray palette. And a lot of people are distracted when they sort of do those post-coloring to the movies. But I think for the tone of the movie, it absolutely works. Um, Their daughter of the family, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Jolie Richardson, are a married couple. They have three kids. Two of them uh, belong to Jolie Richardson. But the eldest, Maggie, played by uh, Abigail Abigail. Breslin, is from a previous marriage. She disappeared for a while during the infection and got herself bit. And uh, he'd been looking for her for weeks, finally found her in this hospital. And because he has a personal relationship with a doctor, instead of immediately putting her into the quarantine, he tells him he can take her home. Once her symptoms get to a certain point, you have to deal with it. You're going to have to deal with it. And that's the movie. He's slowly watching this person that he loves rot away, change physically, change mentally. Mm -hmm. And eventually has to come to terms with the fact that he's got to not only deal with the fact that she's going to die, that she might have to die at his hands. And, we, and all of the weight of that emotion is right on Schwartz's face. On his, his face. face.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have to say much. He's just feel it on his face. And, and that's well.
1: acting. That is acting. <laughs> and
0: you called it a, a zombie drama. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the only zombie, the first zombie drama that I could think of that's a heavy drama yeah I but guess. i mean
1: nothing immediately jumps to me at, to at its
0: it at its base though i would say it's a family drama right i mean even more than a zombie drama it's it's about family and i mean this it she's turning she's changing um but it could be any disease it could be i mean we talked about it earlier you said it could be cancer that could be aids it could be anything it,
1: yeah
0: but uh the only thing is, the difference is once you get cancer, you don't start eating your <laughs> your neighbors. Well, but
1: do you? Uh, I mean, the people <laughs> around you are directly affected to the negative, yeah. right? Uh, there is a physical and a psychological transformation and deterioration. Uh, there's a really powerful scene with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting off the side of the hospital. And as much as things are getting better, the world is in flux Mm -hmm. there's you know burned out cars the stores are like walk in and grab stuff if you need it in a lot of places uh like you say all the crops are being burned there's a constant speed of smoke going up into the air like you feel like the world is not not in a good shape not all good and he's sitting there holding this shotgun outside of the hospital and the doctor walks out and just is completely blunt with him you got three options You take her to the containment area where she's going to have a really bad and lonely end. We give you this medication so she can have the same bad end and you can witness it. Or you can shoot her dead.
0: Yeah. Option three. And he points to the gun. I
1: recommend option three. He even says the first time Mm -hmm. he just gives him the options. The last time he says, I recommend option three. And he's telling this father, blow your daughter's head off. With a shotgun.
0: And this I mean, what what Arnold shows here is in his face is the love that he does have for his daughter. You gotta know going into this movie what you're in for. Right. You if you don't know and you look and say, hey, It's Arnold mm-hmm. and it's a zombie movie. Arnold this is, gonna, the be, this this is, is gonna, gonna be this is gonna be so awesome. he's gonna have one-liners, he's like, What's the matter? Don't you have any brains? And he's gonna blow him in the head. That's not this movie. I would watch that movie I as well too. if there was such thing. But don't go into this th- expecting that movie because this is a slow burn. It, yeah. it builds slowly. It's, it's good though.
1: I liked it when I first watched it. I came close to loving it when I watched it for the second time. Again, I found this deeper thread into it. I, I, I think I latched onto the cancer thing because at the time I was watching it, I was my, a really good friend of mine who's super into horror movies was like saying, well, what'd you think? I'm really curious about it. But I knew that he was in the midst of dealing with somebody who he loved fighting with cancer. And mm-hmm. I said, it's a good movie. Don't watch it. Not right now. No. Like if it caught you it's on the very wrong similar. day, it would, it would, it's too close to home. Right. And I think maybe that's why you're right. You could use AIDS. You could use a lot of other sicknesses, but this whole thing too, where she bonds with another person who's bitten. She meets this boy at a campfire and you kind of like make friends and you can identify with this person who's fighting the same fight. Yeah. But then you get to see through that person where this fight leads. She sees this kid dragged out of his home. She sees the police fighting off his dad. She sees them taken away and to never come back again. To die a horrible, painful death alone and away from the people he loves. And is that better or worse for the people he loves? It's a
0: pretty deep zombie. movie. It is. (laughs) We don't have a lot of movies like this. No.
1: And it's a tough sell. Like, I get it. I totally get it. Like, I think if Arnold hadn't agreed to do it and hadn't put his production behind it and hadn't agreed to do it for free, maybe this movie doesn't exist.
0: And f- funny, I, uh, not funny, but I watched this with my son, actually. <laughs> yeah, you're saying it. And his cousin. Uh, they were hanging out, and I said, hey, i going to go watch a zombie movie. It's I think it's PG. PG-13, maybe. So I say, if you guys want to watch it, go ahead. So they said, yeah, yeah. Arnold's in it. Yeah, I'm down. So they, <laughs> came, they came to watch it. And they sat through the movie. And as soon as the screen fades to black, my son stands up and says, well, that was depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <he's, laughs> His he's, cousin he's, gets up. Yeah, no kidding.
1: He's not wrong. <laughs>
0: they say, that was the most depressing zombie movie I've ever seen. But it was good.
1: Yeah. And uh, the... It just—it's a mood-specific thing, and like, even though I came close to saying I love the movie, I don't know how much rewatching of this it would happen. But would Not I recommend quite. it to somebody? Yes. And as defense for the zombie genre, yes. I it's, also think Julie Richardson has a really interesting part to play in this movie. She's
0: as the stepmom.
1: Yeah. Uh, typically, we're kind of like put in the position where we don't trust the stepmom. We think maybe she's going to try and like take some shortcuts, or she really is anxious for this girl to die. And I thought it was a smart move that. She loves Maggie too, but her fear almost eclipses her love. Yeah. And she also has two other kids, right? I mean, they send those kids out of the house right away. That's step 1 and that makes 100% sense. Mm-hmm. But there's a great scene between the two uh, between Maggie and her where Maggie's talking about Is somebody cooking something, something smells really good in oh, the okay. house and she goes downstairs and she assumes that her husband's cooking something and no one's cooking something and she slowly realizes that it's Maggie smelling smell. her. And she's fucking uncool that, with that. That was
0: a fun scene with the kids. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, she said, I smell something. It smells good. What are you cooking? And then my son's like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and
1: you, I, I felt sympathy for the Jolie Richardson character. Like, she leaves and it almost feels like she's abandoning her husband at the time. But I understood that decision. I understood that. I didn't hate that character. I was sympathetic to her as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I found the ending of the movie straight up powerful. I don't know if you should we spoil it or should we just let people watch the movie? I mean, you yeah, know I where mean, the movie's going, but you don't know
0: exactly how it's going to go. Yeah, I don't even know if there's need to, right. to say exactly what happens on it. But,
1: but uh, it's very powerful and it leaves you in a very strong very melancholy you
0: print. want to sit there in the dark for a little while after yeah. there's a few movies where it fades to black and the credits start the soft music plays and you just want to sit there for a little while and, just, and, and this is one of those yeah except for my son who said this is depressing and, <laughs> <who are laughs> and he's gone to play Fortnite yeah, on the xbox
1: let's, but let's do some grand theft out <laughs> um is it for everybody again no but i i i can't encourage it, people to watch it and i like please please watch it because it's so unique we're no, they, no one's interested in maggie too <laughs> right no. and uh
0: i mean it's maybe not for all zombie fans if you're no. the one that 13 eerie is the greatest thing you've ever seen right then this might not really work for you this is one of the rare zombie movies where i believe nobody dies Nobody gets actually eaten by a zombie in the movie.
1: I mean, we don't see people pulled apart by zombies. There are a few people right. who i think
0: we see, a, zomb- we see, we see a zombie we see we see a zombie die very early in a gas station yes Arnold does kill somebody and it's very early in the movie, so you're thinking, okay, well, maybe there is going to be a little bit of carnage, yeah. but um it's not that movie yeah this is so not that movie but
1: uh please watch it <laughs> like I get it if somebody watched the movie, like you said, expecting Arnold versus the undead and being disappointed by it. But honestly, if you watch this movie and were disappointed by it, give it some time and watch it knowing what it is. Right. Watch it as a drama. Watch it as a human drama. This or a is tragedy. It's
0: not the party movie. No. Right.
1: No, this isn't some this isn't a Halloween night goof party no not at all <laughs> call the guys up yeah, exactly <laughs>
0: we're gonna get drunk and we're gonna like to watch it. it's the Maggie. Requiem for
1: a Dream of zombie <laughs> movies and uh this is
0: not this is the end yeah
1: so I guess that's where I'll leave it it's yeah. the Requiem for a Dream of zombie movies so uh go in prepared
0: what a mess Mr. Slocum there's just like so many things that I wish I had told her me too did anyone leave a message for me today the slocums?
1: Nope, not today.
0: I think they're avoiding me. That's all right! Okay. Where is she? Listen. She is not dead. I went to her grave. There's a hole in the ground. It's wow. a
1: miracle! It's a miracle! She's resurrected! Resurrection! She's
0: resurrected! Okay, and that's better why? Why is that it better? It's from the Old yeah. Testament. Why is all my stuff in boxes now? Beth, you're so beautiful. I'm so happy you're back. You don't want to eat me, do you? Not right now. I mean, like, really eat me.
1: Not with my parents around. Okay. And it's not fun. It's weird. End of kiss, guys. What's going on? I wrote this for you. This sucks. Well, if you could just listen to okay. your heart. Zach. Oh. What's happening to me? What are you-,
0: oh. you ate a guy. Oh,
1: what do you want from me, Zach? I'm a zombie. And <laughs> we're back. All right, Uh, brief intermission. What's next, Larry? We're halfway through. (laughs) So, from the dark doldrums of Maggie to a much brighter sort of suburban set, Mm pastel-colored, Life After Beth. This movie comes from Jeff Bainer, who I think a lot of the riddles about this movie could be answered if you saw the movie he co-wrote with David O. Russell called I Heart Huckabees, which is an utterly insane (laughs) uh, sort of Psychological philosophical comedy, and it's full of ideas and full of crazy, and that's kind of how I feel about life after after Beth. It's full of ideas and full of crazy. Mm -hmm. The first time I watched it, I wasn't sure if it actually added up to anything. (laughs) Like it was a series of scenes, and it held my attention, but when it was over, I kind of felt, huh. And once again, like I was saying when we talked about Maggie, when I revisited it to watch the podcast. I actually found a lot more to like in Life After Beth. Um, To me, I think the metaphor that we're tackling is when people or relationships become toxic, when things are bad for you, you have to let them go. You have to let them die, metaphorically, and that that's not an easy thing to do. But if it's time to end it, it's time to end it. The main character, Dane DeHaan, was in an intense, passionate relationship with this woman, Beth. He's buddies with her parents, who are memorably played by Molly Shannon and John C. Riley. Yep,
0: And who's Beth played by? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. That's right. Let's give her some... Give her Name. some love. She's,
1: yep. a, she's a good actress and she's attractive. And, and I much.
0: think she was born to play. A zombie. <laughs> a zombie. I think she had a little bit she of fun with that I liked playing a zombie <laughs> yeah. a lot. I think I she do. was
1: more interested in playing the zombie than she was in playing the character of Beth in I a lot of so. ways. But uh yeah, she dies and he's devastated by it, and he's being ghosted by her parents for some reason. And maybe they're like dealing with the grief, maybe they're not. But he comes by their house one day and he sees Beth. Mm-hmm. She is alive. <laughs> and it's a resurrection their parents, Molly Shannon <laughs> insists it's a resurrection it's a resurrection and like they've got this manic crazy which is kind of appropriate right they buried no. their daughter and then she showed up right. and like they're happy but they're terrified but,
0: but like the boyfriend asks, he said well what's going on And she why is this happening said, you know what my dead daughter came back I don't care I don't
1: care and yeah, I have my daughter answer. back. It's, is, a, I
0: have my daughter back. I'm not going to ask questions. But that's a I'm fantastic so answer. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, it's it's correct.
0: But, but in this movie, zombies, the word zombie exists. In a yeah. lot of zombie movies, there's no such thing as zombies. They yeah. don't know what they are. But he, the main character, he says, well, she could be a zombie. And that's what Molly <laughs> Shan said, She's, don't say that. She's not a zombie. It's a resurrection. <laughs> Which is...
1: Uh, I also like the... Uh, the Dane De Hans parents uh I'm sorry, I'm just Paul looking. Reiser. Yeah. Cheryl Hines and, and Paul Reiser yeah. plays them and like I haven't seen Paul Reiser put to good use in decades. Not a long Literally time. Literally decades. I don't think he sucks necessarily. I mean as a comedian I kind of find him middle of the road, but <clears throat> he's not a bad actor and he can be funny. And I like that he's allowed to
0: be funny in this Every, movie. <laughs> everybody in the small roles they do so much. Yeah. With uh with what they're allowed to do. Um But here's the thing, like,
1: again, and this was true both times I watched it, although the second time I watched it, I I liked it a lot more. It's funny, but not laugh out loud. Right. See, I I actually found myself (laughs)
0: laughing out loud. It's a it's a weird and charming movie. It's it's it it is. It's offbeat. Yes, And uh, you mentioned the cast. One other guy I want to give a shout out to Matthew Gray. Goobler. Goobler. Yes. You'll know him as the, the dorky guy on Criminal Minds.
1: Yeah, and if you've seen a movie called Suburban Gothic, he's the main character in it. He
0: plays the brother, Kyle. Yes. And for me, he's Boys. the highlight of this movie. He's such a dick. Yeah. He, he thinks he's the alpha. and But when shit starts... His whole life, is, all he wants to do is shoot somebody. Yeah. But when shit starts going down, he's just terrified. And it's, it's so funny to watch it just...
1: It's always great to see someone who thinks they're awesome make a fool of themselves and that that's basically that whole character. And you're right, it's really well played. Because
0: at the first, at the start he is he's a dick to his brother. Yep. And uh he's like close the fucking door and he, no, get the fuck out and then close the door. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it was so fun seeing him in that role and I got a kick out of that. The first time I watched this movie, I watched it and I thought, "You know what? I can watch this one with my wife. Yeah. So I watched it a second time, and I said, "You know, come down. You 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 can watch this one. Yeah. Because she does not dig
1: the violence, the face eating zombie yeah. movies. I get but it.
0: this has a romantic angle. She can like this, and she enjoyed it.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, getting Sarah <laughs> to watch a zombie movie. I mean, that's that's a win in of itself. Uh, I got I watched this movie with my wife as well. There you go. I it's do a, think that it it sort of. I think spreads the widest net maybe of all of the movies that we're going to talk about today as far as the people who would you like it. You could them. recommend it to more people. Exactly, yeah. which makes it all the more disappointing that it didn't make many ripples when it came out. Dane Dehan, who plays our main character, has been having really hard luck. Um, he headlined this movie I quite like called The Cure for Wellness, and uh, he was in a found footage movie called Chronicle. Oh, and uh,
0: I love Chronicle.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie, right? And uh, he did this <laughs> movie with... Uh, I can't remember the name of the director, the guy who did uh, The Fifth Element, uh, which was a huge tentpole release last summer, and it bombed hugely. I have the feeling like he's going to be the new John Carter. <laughs> Matt and I talked about it when we reviewed The Cure for Wellness. I think he's a good actor, and like I, I think he navigates this tricky <laughs> script quite well, but in a way, it's kind of an invisible performance. He's almost a proxy for the audience. Like, we experience what he experiences. Yeah. <laughs> so... He's so good that he's invisible in the movie. And I hope people keep giving Dane DeHaan work because I think he's He's got the goods.
0: He's interesting. Yeah. And uh, about the zombies in this film, we talk about the differences in each film. These zombies, again, are different. These are not super zombies like 13 Eerie. These are not Romero shambling zombies. These are almost, they're confused. They don't seem to know that they're dead they go about their their they daily routine that they died. Yeah. Like
1: they're denying it somehow. they go
0: on uh, they seem almost normal but something's off with them we see little hints throughout the movie that something's not right we see a guy in a suit running down a street frantically yeah. from something i
1: well, uh, don't know what that's about the yeah.
0: mailman is clearly a zombie <laughs> yeah. he's he's confused he but doesn't know what doing he's doing his job. Yeah. There's a there's a chef in a restaurant he starts throwing food. Yep. There's little things, little hints throughout that something's not right in the city. It's not just Beth.
1: And it's the little details that help sell the movie. I like that they can be calmed down by smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah.
0: They that's right. They deteriorate <laughs> as the movie goes on. Smooth jazz can calm them. Yeah. And they love addicts. They love addicts and dirt. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's like when this starts spreading and more people start becoming zombies. Uh the, the grandparents come to the house yeah. that have been dead for years and is like, I'm going up to the attic. <laughs> Why are you going to the attic? They like attics, Dad. Right? You know, they, <laughs> like, I don't know. They just like attics. No addicts.
1: explanation. Offered. No, no.
0: <laughs> I th- it seems to make sense. They've been buried below the earth. Yeah. So now maybe they want to be buried above the earth. Something. Sure.
1: <laughs> but it's, again, these weird little details that kind of make the movie interesting and, and,
0: and memorable. <laughs> and the roles are played well. Um like you said, Beth's parents, Molly Shannon, John C. <laughs> C. Riley, they they have a scene at the beginning where they do really seem close with the boyfriend. Yeah, they they're talking about the passing of Beth. They play chess together. He smokes a joint with his dad. Yeah, I believe, and, and they say, "I love you." I love you too. It, they have a bond, and you they're played well. I yeah. mean, for comedic actors, I mean, it's you feel that sweet connection well, they have,
1: and it's it's a fine line to walk. Like I said, like the. It, it, they're playing a, a premise straightly that would be almost impossible. <laughs> it's a not as easy as it looks, I think, to pull those performances off. When Molly Shannon, like you said, she was like, no, no, it's a resurrection. <laughs> there's something so it's desperate. It's fine. It's in the Old
0: Testament. It happens.
1: It's <laughs> something so desperate because she so wants that to be the case that it, it crosses over to being funny, but it's played authentically.
0: And at a certain point, the movie does turn a bit. It does. Beth starts becoming a bit more zombie than Beth. She starts she turns a little more she's a little more vulgar. Yeah. And the film gets kind of vulgar at a certain point. And she has violent outbursts. Um both the fifty five minute point in the movie the zombie apocalypse starts Kids happening in the background yeah but we don't really see it happening we're stuck with our characters but in the background we hear sirens we hear helicopters we see cars on fire but and everybody's
1: <laughs> preoccupied with their own place in this story everyone's that got their stuff going
0: on. and there's smooth jazz playing for the final half hour in the background wherever Constantly. you are <laughs> there's smooth
1: jazz Just because be cool. the zombies
0: love smooth <laughs> jazz
1: I also like early when Abra is, she's sort of dying emotionally first. So Dane Dehane has written her this love song that he goes to play with her and he gets like maybe a minute into it and she's like stop i hate this i
0: hate this she seems like she's in an 80s movie there because she says stop this song's gay yeah. and she calls us uh, this is retarded yeah. so you only say those things in 80s movies <laughs> and she's not
1: just a little bit mean like she's <laughs> super mean about it and this is one of the few things i also like that this idea that he remembers the relationship being maybe better than it actually was in a lot of ways. He's trying to hang on to something that is dead that actually wasn't working anymore. (laughs) So I think in a way, like that does work credibly. (laughs) Sometimes it's really painful but sometimes things have to end. Yep. I'm pouring my drink.
0: Larry's pouring a drink and I'm going to bring up the Haitian housekeeper.
1: Oh yeah. Early
0: on in the movie we see before anything's going weird the I can't remember the families the slocums right they have a Haitian housekeeper she runs out of the house you guys are crazy and she runs out I quit and so we don't know well what's going on here and they kind of do call back to that after we see there are zombies zombies are a thing and of course we think hey there was a Haitian housekeeper aren't they involved with voodoo so yeah so the thing is well Clearly, she has something to do with this because she's Haitian. And, and then we're made out to feel all like a bunch of racist assholes for because, thinking
1: that. Because we're all racist assholes at heart. Aren't we? <laughs> because
0: he, they go to find her. Well, she quit. So she has something to do with this. It's, nah, she quit because Mr. Slocum was trying to make her touch his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that man's a perfect. <laughs> it had nothing to do with, with again, voodoo. Goes, well, that, you think we're all into voodoo? <laughs> And that was unexpected. (laughs) It It was. (laughs) It does
1: play in the theater of the uncomfortable in that way. There's a lot of times where characters confidently smack their head against the wall. I have the solution, not at all. They step on a rake completely, right? Moments. uh, Sucks for them, but it's great for us.
0: (laughs) Moments like that and moments like the brother Kyle when he's able to, I've joined the resistance and he's got a gun, an elderly lady walking on the street says excuse me sir he turns around and shoots her just in the friggin' face
1: clearly murdered <laughs> and she's
0: she's dead for real yep. she remains on the on the street for the rest of that scene he just doesn't know what to do She's shooting everybody and I like mean,
1: again we laugh but that's kind of it's, horrible
0: it's that unexpected like whoa what the, we don't know this lady so we don't really care that she died it's kind of a shock it's a laugh
1: And I guess I'll finish where I began. That's sort of the strength of the movie. Like it's very strange from moment to moment. You're not you're never sure what you're gonna get, but you're gonna like what you're getting.
0: And or I did anyway. And and the S H I T does hit the fan in the movie. I mean
1: eventually there's a slow burn.
0: There's a scene where Molly Shannon is cutting off her fingers to feed her daughter. Yeah. And that that's actually pretty gross. Like that's that's a
1: and that's how far gone she's in. that Molly Shannon yep. plays crazy so well, <laughs> so well. Her eyes are just so gone. I love it.
0: <laughs> and the image—I mean, you'll see this on the back of the DVD—but there's an image of Aubrey Plaza tied to a, a stove. stove. She's got a stove tied to her back.
1: Yeah, she's got. And, a, she's piggybacking I can play stove as <laughs> a safety and, precaution. And
0: that on its own, it is a strong image. And so strange. It's it's
1: good. Seeing her tumble down that hill with right. the with the <laughs> stove on her back is just brutal. Or when it, she falls back and gets all turtled, and she can't move. She starts, yeah. it, 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 it there's no movie like it, and you, that's why I like
0: it. You're right. You can kind of recommend this to a, a wider margin if you can deal with the language.
1: Set your brain to strange yeah. for sure. It's not for everyone, but of the movies we're talking about, yeah, I think this hits the broadest audience.
0: It probably does. Is there is something in the air that's changing people. I need you to get me to Bulla Bulla. What? To get his sister. You get to see what the adults do after dark. Why? Can we come inside? There's zombies everywhere. Yeah, okay? She can control zombies. There's no way that could work. There's one way to find out.
1: <laughs> we need to armor up. Big time.
0: Alright. Yeah, thank you.
1: Uh, Wormwood Road of the Dead is an Australian low-budget zombie feature that borrows more than a little bit from Mad Max and more than a little bit from, let's say, the Dawn of the Dead vibe of of zombie movies is making it big, loud, punk rock noisy violent zombie movie yeah um and i think it's pretty uniformly successful in doing what it wants to do which is keeping you on your toes keeping you surprised and constantly hitting you with things that are ridiculous but entertaining
0: it doesn't give you 20 seconds to not be entertained by (laughs) something
1: they won't let you stop to think about it because things will fall apart really quickly if you stop to think about it so they just keep
0: it's great you're right it's crazy and it keeps you too busy to realize wait there's no hold on a second so they're using
1: zombie blood to
0: fuel their cars now is that what's happening (laughs) okay well again we're talking about the difference in all these zombies yes these zombies have a a twist yes where you said it i mean their their breath is fuel. fuel Fuel doesn't it's burn true.
1: in cars anymore, and uh, this zombie infection, uh, I don't know, somehow <laughs> the fuel burning capacity has gone into these infected people. They're also fairly aggressive zombies, in this, so they're not this slow, yeah. st- shambling, staggering. We open with an absolutely grim, uh, uncharacteristically grim, considering the rest of the film, uh, sequence of this guy losing his entire family <laughs> and attempting mm-hmm. to, take, to take his own life and he is interrupted and sort of gets caught up in this series of events but it's interesting we keep on meeting people that we think are going to be our new protagonist and then they die well, or leave the movie
0: I mean you, hold on to that moment here with the father his his wife and his daughter yeah that's yeah. that whole section of the movie that's like a it's almost like a separate feel totally for the movie it's separate I mean it reasons. is it's actually a re- like, it's a legit zombie it's heavy yeah. and it's dark and it's done well, I think.
1: It is, but it's tonally off of the rest of the it. It is. And this is
0: early on when we're meeting our people. We get a little backstory from uh, from the one character, how he had to kill his his brother or yeah. his friend or whatever. And then we meet this family, see their backstory. And that whole sequence, when he has to put his own daughter down, she turns zombie in the backseat of a car, and yeah. she's in the seatbelt. She's reaching for him. And, and he has to put a nail through his wife's face. And that is a it was a dark, yeah. dark, heavy scene, considering what's to follow, which is like dude, balls out insanity. Yes. <laughs> we have right after this really heavy shit that we see, we get to have some fun.
1: Yeah, and now the real craziness begins. Uh, he also has she a sister? I'm trying to
0: remember his sister, uh, his sister Brooke.
1: Brooke. Yeah, she's she's been held captive by play. This.
0: Let's give play by Bianca Brady. Who who I'm a fan of just because of this movie.
1: I don't know if I've seen her in anything other than this movie, to be honest. Maybe I haven't. No, I'm a fan of
0: her now because of this movie. (laughs) And I want to see more of her.
1: She's tough, she's cool, she's attractive. And uh, she has a tricky role to play. It would be hard to sell. They've been doing experiments on her and this really crazy but entertaining <laughs> mad scientist who's just like, woo, 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 like bubbling over with his <laughs> own evil intentions. Who, who, who
0: sings and dances while he performs experiments on zombies. <laughs> he's and...
1: loving he, he's, you know He's a bad dude, but you got to respect he loves his job. <laughs> you know? uh, so the experiments on her have given her this weird psychic ability. That she can sense when the zombies are around and I, even control them <laughs> i use
0: the phrase she's the zombie whisperer
1: exactly
0: yeah
1: um and this all is sort of slowly beat by beat will every now and then cut through one section of carnage with our our main character uh, uh barry and his ragtag crew uh to her imprisoned and she slowly becomes more of this I guess, superhero. And which is mm-hmm. why it's interesting. I've heard that they've made a, or they want to make a TV series out of this. Uh, Cause yeah, you get the feeling like she, she runs the show now. If she controls yeah. the zombies, she controls the world. Where does that go?
0: Yeah, there is, there's two movies going on. Yeah. There's the movie with, with Barry and his crew. Yep. That's the, uh, the Mad Max type road of the dead part of it. And then his, her, his sister Brooke with the experiments going on with that, as you said, crazy as shit, doctor, who Entertaining. is having a hell of a time. I, and I'm not sure what the one question I have with this movie is: How long exactly has this zombie been thing on. been going on? Because the the military or whatever they are, they seem rather organized. And did they cause it, or are they trying to cure it? Yeah, are they trying to create these super soldiers, or are they trying to uh, just do something? Again, test? the movie's moving too fast to bother answering those questions. There's a lot to say about this. I mean, (laughs) this movie starts, like we talk about Nightmare City. This movie starts from the moment it starts. (laughs) Deadline. And and, and it goes. Uh, It doesn't stop. It's it's a zombie movie from the moment it starts. And uh, 25 minutes in, the doctor in the hazmat suit walks in. And things get weird. And they just get She's weirder. getting
1: weirder and weirder and weirder.
0: The first difference you notice with these zombies is their breath. Yeah. If, if you pay attention, you notice a little bit of green breath coming out of and them. Distortion and distortion, it's, it's like fumes. Yeah, it's almost a little bit distracting at first until you understand when why. they put it together why this is. And that's when they realize their breath is... Is flammable, which means we can burn it as fuel.
1: And we can explode them if necessary. And
0: we learn that because we meet Neville. (laughs) And I just love that uh, they open our heroes meet a group of Aussies Mm -hmm. in a garage. Fucking Australians, right? And I just love how casual they are. They say, What are you doing? We're in the garage. Can we come in? (laughs) Oh, all right.
1: (laughs) One of them. How do
0: we get in? Just let him walk towards you and then run around him. That's my Australian accent yeah. really bad.
1: <laughs> well, so they're, they're one of the dudes who's uh, badly um, injured by a zombie and this buddy asks him if he wants a beer. And he goes, what are you fucking thinking? <laughs> yes, I want a fucking be. <laughs> uh, they're instantly charming, even though one of those characters totally kills an innocent survivor okay. when they introduce him.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs>
1: Barry meets this dude. I can't remember his name now.
0: Yeah, it's the guy that really saves Barry. Yeah. Barry is going to put a bullet in his head. And he he, he, he just killed his family. This guy says, no, man, we're in this together. We're going to, uh, where do you want to go? I've got to go find my sister. I'm going to help you get to her. And we think, these are our two guys. Yep. And they go off. They hear a noise. They're in the woods. We kind of like this guy because yep. he's a good guy. He talked our hero from shooting himself. and
1: His head disintegrates.
0: Unexpectedly. <laughs> Bam! His head explodes all over Barry. Yeah. And,
1: and then, we get, oh, what? what's sorry. the guy's
0: name that comes in? Oh, Leon Burchill. Okay, Benny. He plays Benny. He is the comic relief for the rest of this movie. He comes, he goes, oh, is he not a fucking zombie? He says, no, he wasn't a fucking zombie. <laughs> oh, is he all right? No, he's fucking dead. <laughs> and because the scene before this was so dark and depressing with him killing his daughter and his wife. Yep and we see this unexpected explosion of a face <laughs> <laughs> out of the blue
1: now I do want to say I I saw it coming the microsecond before it happened really there's just this reverse shot they do a shot of him walking forward and then they do a shot of the back of his bald head and then they do a shot of our character and then they do a reverse <laughs> shot to the back of his head and I was like he's about to <laughs> and his a fucking f- head exploded right I <laughs> thought he was
0: a fucking zombie <laughs> yeah
1: but you're right. I, I mean, in in other movie reviews, I would actually sort of, sort of slap the wrists of a movie that didn't kind of understand its tone. But well, it sort of feeds into the crazy energy of the movie that it gets super emotional for a second and then it gets super, super stupid in the next moment. A,
0: a little background information on it, just watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. The guy that got his head blown off, he mm-hmm. actually had a bigger role that oh, he that's... was supposed to stay throughout the movie as his but sidekick. I just thought
1: that would be funny.
0: But I think... How long did Book Trespasses take to make again? <laughs>
1: About five years.
0: <laughs> this movie took four years. They filmed only on weekends because they had jobs.
1: They had to, um, yeah. So
0: it's it's one of those. It, it took four years to film this sucker because uh, they only filmed on Saturday and Sunday. Turns out that the actor that played uh, the guy that got his face blown up, to go. he had other stuff to do. So they, they said, okay, well, you're dead this weekend. Let's uh, let's kill him in a really unexpected mm-hmm. glorious fashion. And what turned out to be unexpected in in the script turned out to be a lot of fun and it that moment changed the whole tone of the movie. Well, right there. And
1: I think that might actually, the fact that like, I didn't realize that they spent that long on weekends might actually justify the tonal weirdness it that was might. going on. Yeah. Because maybe they started out with the idea that this was an intense, real zombie movie. And then they just realized, oh, fuck, let's have fun. <laughs> but it makes me love the movie more because it's just like uh, handmade. You can tell that they, everybody loved the shit out of it. They loved building those crazy cars with the cage over it and the spike sticking out of it. There's it's something really tactile and handmade about it. Uh, The film grade is a little bit lower and scrappier, but in a way, it kind of reminds me of what the original Mad Max looked like. It
0: didn't. You're right, and it was really low budget, but you don't really feel the low budget. Yeah, I think
1: it. It felt like the original Mad Max felt, which was a low budget movie as well, but an impressive movie as well. Yeah, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Wormwood Road of the Dead is Australia's modern. Mad Max. If they wanted to make a series of movies like oh. this, sign my shit it, up. It ends,
0: <laughs> it, it ends asking for a sequel, Please. and I would, I would love to see a sequel to this. This was one of, one of those movies, like the Evil Dead yep. remake, where I saw the trailer and I said, I need to see this. And <laughs> yep. this is an Australian movie, so it took a little bit of time before it came over here. Yep. And as soon as I found it, I had to see this. <laughs> the little Australian moments are really what's kind of golden in this. There's a scene when there's a group of our heroes in a car. One of them gets bit. And he says, get the first aid kit. And so they pulled out the first aid kit. What's in it? Beer. A couple of beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, oh, you want a beer? you're yeah, fucking right. What do you fucking think? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And so they sit in the car and they all get drunk. And they wake up in the morning with a big hangover. <laughs> it's, it's. There's fun... To be had and you never get to catch your breath
1: and uh i feel the love in every frame of this movie uh it's a successful venture you know that clearly came for people who love this kind of genre and didn't want to repeat themselves they were making their own individual original zombie movie again it's not like any of the other movies we've talked it's about different. so far. It is different. Uh, it, it, you would call it a zombie movie, absolutely. But that's that again. That's the common thread of these movies: is zombies and nothing else. But um, again, if someone wasn't into zombies, would they like this movie? I don't know. I think they'd be impressed by it. They might. They might walk away saying, "Well, this wasn't for me," but. Good on them. For that.
0: <laughs> they're going to be entertained. They're,
1: I would be very surprised if you weren't entertained. You're like. not
0: going to watch this movie and check your phone, right? And and check what's on Facebook.
1: Now you might want be like, you might not be like me, and you like might watch say, it and say, "Everybody, everybody, I'm going to get online. Anybody not seeing Wormwood? You're making a mistake. You're making poor life decisions. Watch <laughs> Wormwood, right? It, it gets me excited about zombie movies again.
0: One thing that's neat with. Bianca Brad- Brady, who plays Brooke, right. who becomes the zombie whisperer, yeah. for half the movie, she's got her acting is all done with her eyes, yep. and and she does a killer job with her eye acting. I mm. mean, she has a plate kind of nailed over her face, over yep. her mouth, so she can't speak. Yeah. She kicks some ass before that happens. She has a good scene in a garage where she's kind of uh, ninja. <laughs> she's pretty tough. Yeah, she's badass. And for the next half of the movie, she can't say any lines.
1: She's tied to it, There's it, a bunch the of wall, close-ups
0: yeah. of her of her eyes and she's eye acting and she's hand acting.
1: She's watching everything, looking for any chance. And she can. and
0: she looks she looks hot in that role. I mean <laughs> she, she's sweaty, she's wearing a tank top and and it works and she turns badass super cool and when she
1: calls on the zombies finally to take on those to get her well there's the great escape sequence which is good amongst itself (laughs) but once she's fully embraced and harnessed her power and she tells them, oh you guys need some zombies well I'll get you some zombies zombies.
0: and it doesn't really matter that we don't know why this (laughs) is working it's just oh this happens Honestly, because reasons. Yeah,
1: right. Beat (laughs) for beat, I would have accepted anything if they if they rounded a corner and Elvis Presley was killing a zombie. I would like, yeah, okay. Now Elvis is in the movie. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, Everything in the kitchen sink. So, and again, it's a big production. It like you can tell that it's a lower budget, but like wall to wall carnage and wall to wall momentum, which is hard to do on a minimum budget. I have such respect for everybody involved in this I, I as well.
0: And what they seem to do is they did a lot of practical mixed with some digital to enhance. Yeah. And that's, I think, where you get that just right mix. Yeah. Where... Do it practically,
1: and if it doesn't quite get there, augment it yeah. with the CGI. But I hate the fix-it-in-post attitude. Or You know, apparently there's the whole sequence in this new Hobbit series they did where Ian McKellen was just in a room full of green screens for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. And it was actually reduced to tears. It was like, I paid to act. This is not what I do. <laughs> like, uh, if it's a completely fake, completely fa- eventually you kind of, you just know. You, you feel yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, another one is like the, the Phantom Menace of Star Wars, where these guys are fighting robots. Oh my gosh. They're just swinging their lightsabers yeah. around, and the animators are animating these useless robots <laughs> falling down. Wormwood don't play it like that, right? No. <laughs> if someone's zombie is going to get hit, The dude hits him is going to get some spatter on him. And the zombie is going to die a messy, loud death. And it's fucking
0: awesome. And people do die. Oh, yeah. you you
1: Don't get too attached to anybody
0: in this movie. The tagline on it tells you if you're going to like this movie. It (laughs) says, was it Mad Max meets Dawn of the Dead? Yep. If that that sounds like something you're going to like, then you're going to like it.
1: There is no cure, no escape, no rescue, and no one left to
0: trust. When a deadly parasite That's t- what's causing your violent behavior. Turns the residents of a small Vermont town into the spawn of hell. Now, three friends are the only ones you just shot Miss Mahoney.
1: Yeah, I never did care for her much.
0: Who can stop Armageddon? What does that mean? We got what? 150 zombies? Welcome to Otis. We can't go around wasting our neighbors. Just one those goddamn zombie things. Jesus, I sat next to her in church last Sunday. I tell you, you won't be sitting next to her this Sunday. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. The battle
1: has oh oh begun. here we go okay so with Wormwood, I was talking about people who you know scrappy low-budget zombie movies and they like you said shot it on weekends and they just made it work and they made it work super well moving to zombie town it's an American production and uh similar idea you really get the feeling like this is a group of friends who love zombie movies and want to make one and are earnestly Mm. trying to do the best they can. It was clearly like full frame direct to video 2007 where Wormwood, I think came out quite successful. I think zombie town kind of falls short, but it's, it's kind of heartbreaking because they're so close (laughs) it's not bad enough to be laughably awful or dismissible like you can't just oh fuck that movie right but it's clearly not good enough that it feels like a real professional movie it's
0: clearly the most amateur of the six now having said that I'm not going to say it's automatically the worst movie because it's the cheapest right I'm going to give every movie a chance yes and I'm not going to say well you know what these guys didn't have money so obviously the movie sucks no I'm not going to be. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to give him a chance. Please tell me. Please, tell me a story. Please. I understand you don't have the money. You as don't. a
1: micro-budget filmmaker, I am completely on
0: their side. And as a friend to a micro-budget filmmaker, <laughs> I've seen what you can put together with a small budget. And yeah. unfortunately for other people, it changes what I can expect from a low-budget feature. Right. And Zombie Town did not quite perform the the way that. It could.
1: Yeah. The other thing, and this isn't maybe fair to the movie because I bet you it wasn't directly the filmmaker's fault. Uh, It was, you know, quietly released direct video made no ripples in the water, Mm -hmm. and that probably makes sense. That's about where it should be. I don't think these people are in the wrong profession. I think if they had a budget and another go-around, even if they remade largely this script, they could, you know, they just needed more money and more time is what it felt like to get it to where it needed to be.
0: (laughs) It seemed kind of like it was clearly a group of friends. Yes. And I almost got the impression they wanted to make a zombie movie for them. Right. And whether or not anybody else liked it, who cares? Yeah. We made a zombie movie and we had fun.
1: But what stings is in order to make it make money in some European markets, the movie was released as Night of the Creeps 2.
0: Really? No way. (laughs) Are you being serious? I am dead serious. I mean, because it was clearly ripping off Night of the Creeps' (laughs) ideas, which I'm a big (laughs) fan of Night of the Creeps. Night of the
1: Creeps is... Uh, a jewel in the crown of zombie cinema. Let's
0: okay. not, I did not realize that. I don't uh, even want to talk about this anymore. Now, and fuck off. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> fuck right off. Clearly, up. clearly has nothing
1: to do with that. The creeps, uh, I mean, it has those little parasite bugs. The zombies are, are yeah, actually yeah. parasites that get inside people to make them act insane. And we do see them squirming mm-hmm. around. In fact, some of the best special effects in the movie, I think, are the, the weird leechy bug creatures climbing around yeah kind of fun but this is so fucking far from Night of the Creeps that that even the implication straight up offends me yeah (laughs) straight up
0: offends me and I wrote that down in my note here about a half hour in it tries to turn into Night of the Creeps yeah obviously inspired inspired by Night of the Creeps Slugs Slither all of which are better films yes and all of which
1: had much more to work with than these guys did. I also think it's guilty of casting friends. And that might be a budgetary thing. Mm-hmm. But there is some poor acting in this movie. And it does take me out of it. I
0: think you can cast friends if your friends are actors. If they,
1: or if it's a one-scene role. If you need someone to go, oh, no, a zombie. And then they die. Yeah. I mean, you could probably pull that off. But if they're going to be carrying scenes.
0: Or put his picture on the background in a, on a wall <laughs> yeah. in a cabin. <laughs> you weren't in saskatchewan maybe maybe
1: i could have found a scene for you we never know but scott is in the book of trespasses (laughs) in a kind of wears waldo sort of way uh but the other thing is is like i can't say that it's like completely awful like because it's i said earlier it's it's close to being good and because it's so close to being good it makes it so much more frustrating it's just a little bit more production and a little bit yeah. more know-how would have put you over the line to the place where I would have at least said, you know what? It's got a lot of bumps in the road, but you got to love a scrappy independent zombie movie and give it, a, give it its day in court. I, will... I can't quite get to that point with Zombie Town.
0: No, I don't think it does enough to separate it. Uh, it doesn't introduce anything new. At all. That a different movie hasn't already done better. Um, the acting, as you said, is suspect. It's but that's possibly in the script yeah. as well. Our, our our main character is very torn up about his brother dying yeah. in a prison cell for about two minutes.
1: And then he's and then zingers. he's
0: Yeah, and then he's zingers and smiling and, and it's it's hard to get really into. Um,
1: yeah and uh, the comedy again I think was a little bit misguided the movie starts with a bunch of like redneck hunter Mm. dudes in a a cottage and uh, they're waiting for someone's cousin to show up or something I don't remember the relationship but it really doesn't matter No, (laughs) that they hear a noise outside some dude gets pulled out of a window and bit and zombie movie begins and I remember seeing it thinking and listening to the dialogue I think this acting is wonky but if the acting wasn't wonky
0: I think that scene works. The acting was wonky, the direction of it and the scripting I think was wonky, but what kinda works is the blood. <laughs> I guess. But uh, you can tell time was spent, that's where they spent the time. Is for a low budget feature they tried to, to give us some guts. The gore. But you point out that beginning scene, they're looking out a window and there's a zombie trying to pull the guy out. out. Yeah. And I remember they're trying to hit him with a broom. And in, at no point are they really trying to hit him with a broom. No. And the zombie grabs the broom and the guy with the broom faints for some reason. It's it's just, it just doesn't work. No. But what they do is they slam a, a rake into the zombie's head. Yeah. For a movie with the budget it had, Not it bad. looked good. Not bad. There's another scene right at that where they cut the zombie's face with, uh, the side of his face with a rake. Yeah. And it looks good. Yeah. there's a scene where they cut a guy's leg off with a chainsaw for the budget it looks pretty, pretty good zombies good. coming out or uh the slugs coming out of a guy's eyeball yeah. it looked okay but it was it was an ooey kind of moment but as you said you can see that the guys that made it had some fun yeah and they kind of i think they loved it
1: yeah well, what they were doing they and if it was your friends and your crew and you put your heart and soul into making it and that's the thing you know any movie any movie even a movie that i'm really mean to i really believe somebody put their heart and soul into it and somebody loved that movie so i don't i don't
0: like being mean no i i see the love that they put into it i just but it just they it made it for
1: their friends if you did a screening with the people who made the movie their friends and the people who are in the movie and they would the, love it yeah
0: they're gonna sit there with their friends and their friends friends they're gonna have a good time yeah
1: but uh to Throw this out there in a crowded market place full of
0: quality zombie movies. It's just it, it doesn't it doesn't have any. The, the movie doesn't really make a lot of sense either. <laughs> right? I mean, and you talk about the comedy. There's one character, the guy with the sideburns, the curly hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, kind of reminded me of Hyde. He or whatever, seems sort from of like, 70s show. Yeah, Faces he. Lab. Maybe he was, he might be kind of a funny guy. I, I don't know. He
1: had a couple of quote zingers.
0: Yeah, I, I, maybe he's a, a funny guy but I in, again, in person if he got to know him. <laughs> I
1: think he was a better actor than a lot of them too, but he kind of leaned into it. A he, little he had a couple hard. of
0: scenes where it was okay, but I, I don't, I think maybe we're being maybe too nice because you just made a low budget know, maybe that's movie. that's true. <laughs>
1: but he has that line that that was mrs so and so i see her in church every sunday and he says well you're not gonna see her next sunday (laughs) and you can hear him asking for that laugh and uh it's so much funnier if he just says it in a deadpan way or if he just throws it away without any weight uh he's just he's asking for the laugh and it's a mistake uh it's a rookie mistake and that's what everybody hears amateurs and Again, I'm being mean to a bunch of amateurs. You amateurs made a really amateur-looking <laughs> film that's amateur and hard to watch. Yeah,
0: and they say, yeah, we made a movie. That's right.
1: Yeah, but they made a fucking movie. I mean, the pro- <laughs> that much. Like, a lot of people will talk about writing a script or talk about making a zombie movie. These guys did it, and it's not an easy thing to do, and it sucks that all of that hard work didn't necessarily pay off for them. And as far as I can see, nobody's done anything beyond this since 2007. No. But, you know... This movie's out there and, and there's people who love it. And again, if you're a person who will watch anything with a zombie in it, I guess watch zombie town. But there are worse. There are far yeah, worse zombie you, movies. For than sure. This. I've, I've
0: seen worse and I own worse. But
1: I can't recommend it. And it's one of these movies like I've watched it twice. It's on my wall now. I can't mm-hmm. imagine a scenario where I would watch it I again. I just
0: had the same wonder in my head saying, do I need to keep this? Will I watch it again? I think it might keep it. I don't know if I'll watch it again, Yeah, it's like, but uh, it's there.
1: Maybe uh, someday I'll you know, be in my 60s and I'll forgotten <laughs> Zombie Town and it's I'll a, decide, what the damn <laughs> the hell is this? And, uh, <laughs>
0: Unless you have a friend that has a podcast that needs you to watch Zombie Town, don't there's no reason to go on Amazon to seek it out.
1: In this day and age when there is a new zombie movie hitting the shelves every Tuesday and a new one hitting the cinemas like every couple of months, There will always be a more interesting zombie movie if you can
0: find it for one ninety nine. I say check it out. If it's two fifty, I might. I might not. One ninety nine, it's a solid buy. The problem is any scene that does not involve a zombie attack doesn't. It doesn't work. There's a love story. It doesn't work.
1: Uh, kind of a comical sex scene speaking.
0: Of there is. Things, <laughs> they they the do the they do give some breasts. I think that's the only movie in the six.'t <laughs> it? it the...
1: Uh, uh, this is gonna sound weird. I was going to focus on this on sex scene, but no, it I... is a sex scene that would only exist in a scrappy, low budget independent movie. Uh, those aren't Hollywood boobs. That's he convinced some friend it's, of his yeah. to show her titties in the movie, and if they're not making love. They are fucking. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and yes, it gets interrupted by a zombie attack, but everything like oh. that. But again, it, it, that was the grandma.
0: That was the grandma zombie the because grandma. there's an outbreak at the bingo hall. Because oh, the, I hated that scene. Because there was so a zombie much. dog yeah. that bit the zombie grandma and.
1: The elderly actors that I they cast in that. this movie are not strong at all. No, I think Even it's their friends. Their friends' grandmas. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. Nana made a movie with me. <laughs> I talked her into doing a zombie movie. I did a prosthetic effect on Nana's face. And
0: then Nana had to bite a naked lady. <laughs>
1: I, again, I think like I would love to have a beer with the people who made this movie and say I bet, congratulations. And I blah. bet you'd
0: have a good time meeting these. That guys.
1: conversation would be so much more entertaining than the movie.
0: But Larry, if you're going to make a movie, I would push you towards the Thirteen Erie guys instead.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I can name closer to Thirteen Erie than Zombie Town, again, I hate being so mean about no. it. But I gotta be honest. You know, <laughs> spare yourself this and uh, you'll be doing yourself a favor. that was uh, six zombie movies reviewed by Scott Lehman and Larry Parsons Uh, (laughs) I had fun with this one again I love the zombie genre I love how different these movies were and um, I love how we only seem to have real vitriol for one out of the six which is a pretty good ratio for this podcast I
0: really enjoyed being able to watch six zombie movies in a week (laughs) yeah I got to tell my wife that I'm doing homework and say I gotta go watch this trust me I don't want to watch Nightmare City, I have to. I have no choice. (laughs) I'm doing this for work it's funny well, paying, people, I get. everyone gets paid for this right yeah. it's not just me it's such a constant
1: refrain from people <laughs> saying like I so would have turned that movie off if I wasn't doing your goddamn podcast it's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> just <laughs> I'm sorry but they can't all be winners
0: which uh, brings us to number six <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite
1: of these six zombie movies and why
0: zombie town is what? clearly <laughs> number six What? and I don't want to be mean to it no. so I'm not going to it had a low budget it had decent gore effects for the budget Yeah. it looks like I watched a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff and, and they had a good time putting it together they they put their heart into the, the attacks the gore yeah. but there's no reason to seek this movie out no. if you don't have it if you don't have to do rank and review <laughs> there's no reason to watch this truth spoiler alert we're not going six for six Uh-oh. we won't go zero for six because of zombie town because number five it and it actually pains me to put this at number five because it's it's a good movie and it's a well acted movie it might be one of the better movies but I'm putting Maggie at number five. Oh wow and it's because as much as I appreciate them taking the zombie movie somewhere new in the end it's it's not the place where I want my zombie movie to be okay in the end, I like my zombie movie to be teeth ripping faces, <laughs> and we don't get that. This this is a good movie. Don't it get me. Yeah. I enjoyed all these movies, even Zombie Town. I can sit there for ninety minutes and watch Zombie Town for Larry. Yeah, for Larry. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm gonna kill Larry. That gave me feelings, Scott. <laughs> You're okay. making me feel things. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like you said, it's a good movie. It might be. It might actually be the best movie. Right. But as far as enjoyment personal, I'm going to put it fifth. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean... And in fourth place, 13 Eerie. And I actually quite enjoy this movie. I dig the effects. They did on low budget. There is some really, really good gore in this movie. Probably maybe the best of the six. It's enjoyable. There's a lot of zombie movies out there and this one maybe doesn't do enough to separate itself from the rest. Right. But if you like vicious blood, watch it. <laughs> for sure. Three. Life After Beth. Wow. I found it very enjoyable. Wow, because it's so high?
1: No, I'm just, I'm just surprised. Oh. I, 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 I was expecting Nightmare City to fall, <laughs> to be
0: honest. <laughs> I was... I was kinda of like not as looking forward to watching this again. I watched this is like the third time I've watched this movie now. Right. And I've I've seen it a couple times. There was no oh I can't wait to watch Life After Beth again.
1: But it helps and to it rewatch was, It was kind of
0: recent it. when I watched it. So but I watched it again. But it has real laughs. And you can watch this with a variety of people. It does have teeth and I'm surprised actually that it's it's number three, but There it is. Yeah, it, I, I guess it's a good movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it's a good movie. So you can get that on the <laughs> it, it, DVD box. Scott Lehman says, "Life after Bath. I guess it's a good movie. <laughs> I, I guess it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some familiar faces. You're happy to see again. Oh yeah. And it's it's a decent way to spend ninety minutes. You have some fun. And hey, a zombie fan, grab your wife. She'll watch a zombie movie with you, yeah. and that's kind of a win. Because my wife won't watch a lot of zombie movies with me.
1: And I still think it does stand as a zombie rom-com. It is one of those that does does walk that line.
0: And number two is the movie which would not rank this high, probably. If I'm honest with myself, if I did not see it 20 times as a 13-year-old. Yeah. There's bad dubbing. There's less than convincing effects. We didn't even really talk about the zombies' faces in Nightmare Just City.
1: Like red oatmeal. It looks like oatmeal, yeah,
0: oatmeal or mud or something is rubbed on their face. Some of them worse than others. But for me, it's pure manic entertainment. <laughs> number two to number four, and actually five even. I, I shuffled them up it's and tough. down a little bit. This this was really hard for me because I know. Nightmare City is not the second best movie. If I'm honest with myself, it's, it's probably not. It's cheesy. But I, I've loved this movie for so long. I put it below Life After Beth. I put it below 13 Eerie. It but if I'm honest right. with myself, it's like, which one do I want to watch again right now? <laughs> I want to watch Nightmare City again. Right. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I love 80s cheese.
1: I get it. Especially if it hit you personally. And I know those movies that you, you, you've discovered when you're young and it feels like this forbidden I, crazy horror movie that's
0: like... I can't shit all over a movie that I that that you love too much. that much. Fair enough, man. And uh, number one f- was easy for me. Yeah. Uh, Wormwood, to me, last time I was on Rankin Review, we reviewed This Is The End. Yeah. That's the party movie. Yep. Wormwood is the party movie. That's Wormwood the is the night this is the end party for sure, yeah. <laughs> It's a zombie party. It's it's well made and I will rave about this movie. I think this is the one this is the one movie of the six that you want to tell people about. Yeah. When you see any of these six movies, when you see Wormwood, you want to find a buddy and say, "Hey man, have you seen Wormwood? Have you heard of this? It's an Australian zombie road movie. It's awesome. You got to check it out."
1: It's true and the case is so bad as it almost looks too good to be true but it's true it, it
0: kind of yeah it's yeah true. so for me I mean that announced itself as, as the one. most enjoyable so
1: well that's you're right brother once again no. we are not going six for six uh, it's, we're, we're definitely on page for the top and bottom but I think we're we're completely different yeah I,
0: I figured we would be oh. and fair enough and I'm not going to throw any fists about it because I, I get
1: yeah. I get it uh, look Zombie Town was made by a lot of people who were dreaming big, and uh, I'm sorry that it didn't work out for them. But uh, as much as I love the energy they put into it, I can't, I can't rank it anywhere but six. It would just be dishonest. It's, <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> it's in some tough company. Yeah, I mean, as but good on them. Yeah, they put and it together. Each one of these movies are different, coming from
1: a different place and a different mindset. Like I don't. I got the feeling that whatever zombie list I put this on, it would likely fall to the bottom. But it's an interesting list of movies. And there it was, Zombie Town. I'm deeply sorry to anybody who might listen to this who was involved. Please don't take this personally. I love what you do. I just didn't love your film. Uh, In fifth place, controversially, Nightmare City. Uh,
0: I get it. I get it. I love this movie more than I'm supposed to
1: it's aggressively <laughs> aggressive it's like completely crazy from start to finish and on the right day that's that that is you know my jam but <laughs> it's also really ugly in the way it treats women and it's also like completely batshit crazy oh, see, knowing knowing see, that the director is this pretentious twit makes me like the movie he make less. me seem
0: like the bad guy oh i'm not saying <laughs> it's, it's viciously against women
1: this is this is I'm not trying to make you a bad guy, and again, uh, maybe if I'd watched this with you, I would be sitting here cheering along for it too. When yeah. we if we watched it when we were twelve together, it's kind of amazing that that didn't happen. Now that I think about well, it,
0: well, you would have been nine then, right? So <laughs> I don't know. Well, which
1: anyway, I think you know if you're listening to this, if this is your cup of tea or not. Uh, it landed in fifth place for me. Fair enough. I get why it's a cult item. I, it's not one of these things like burial grounds where I'm like. What are you fucking people talking about? This is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's...
0: And I totally <laughs> get I, I'm, I totally get why yeah. it's number five.
1: Yeah, that's where it landed. And uh, it's
0: totally personal for me. That's it. Um, in fourth place,
1: 13 Eerie. Uh, way to make a quality zombie movie in my backyard. It doesn't have anything to really apologize for. The mm-hmm. ending is a little bit wonky and it doesn't ring a lot new those are really the problems with the movie, right? Like technically it's fine. The, the script is completely workable. The cast is solid. Yep. It's another zombie movie in a crowd of zombie movies. Maybe it doesn't distinguish itself, but it, that doesn't mean it's not worth a look. It's absolutely worth a look if you like zombie cinema. So number four, 13 Eerie number three, life after Beth. Hey, we matched them. That's though. the one we matched. Sure. again. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's very, very odd, and kind of bittersweet. And uh, again, the first time I, it's one of those like the more I watch it, the kind of the funnier it gets to me. I think I, so too. I was yeah. kind of almost numbed by the weirdness the first time I watched the movie, yeah. but it, it it appreciates, and that's that's usually the sign of a good film. And again, you can't really compare it to anything. Like, it's a zombie comedy, but it's nothing like Shaun of the Dead, and it's nothing like Zombie yeah, Town. Yeah, it's got its, its own different beats. It's, it's its own thing, and I gotta respect that. So, here we move to number two, clearly the movie where we have the largest separation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maggie made it to number two for me, because it made me feel things, <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm not
0: uh, used to feeling things with zombie <laughs> movies. I think maybe that made me like, I don't like how this makes me feel.
1: Uh, I was feeling a little dusty in my eyes towards the end of that movie, you know? Uh, There's a scene that uh, I think could have read as super cheesy in the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) takes Maggie to this flower bed that he's sort of built in honor of his ex-wife. And uh, just because it hadn't been mentioned, it just showed up. There was this aw moment. But Schwarzenegger gives this look like... Maybe that wasn't true. I mean, this is me just putting it on there. But I kind of think maybe he put those flowers there and told her that story. <laughs> just a theory. Watch the movie again and tell me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. But the movie is deep. And the fact that I was thinking that much about it, you know. <laughs> I, I And I got to say, fucking bravo Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like. Oh, yeah. It could have really been the anchor that sank the movie if his performance was incredible because it would go fully comic yeah, if he, they were playing this that straight and it, we weren't believing him. He right? brought no Arnie to Nothing. the film. No. Nothing. He can't help but be who he is. Yeah. He is Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he is fucking Get good. to the farmhouse! <laughs> yeah. It's sad <laughs> to watch this guy watch his, his daughter deteriorate and burn his own farm. And, you know, it's... I felt for him and it, I felt for him enough to put him at number two. But is it a better zombie movie than Wormwood, Road of the Dead? Hells no. <laughs> Hells hey, no. man. Thank you. If I feel like uh, having a cry, I can watch Maggie. If I feel like watching a shit an awesome zombie movie, <laughs> Wormwood. Bravo to everybody involved in that production. Bring me a sequel, bring me a TV show, bring me whatever you guys want to make. Thank you for Wormwood. Number one, easy call. (laughs) Yeah, for
0: me as well. You've said it before, number one and six were kind of the easy ones. Usually
1: those ones kind of announce themselves. But, yeah, the middle is trickier. I I would stand by Maggie at two for me, personally. If
0: I really, really wanted to win the match, (laughs) I could have done that. But I had to be honest. I respect that, Because I know the way you win today, Larry. I win? You win. (laughs) Because your list is actually correct. You listed them in the order of which is the best movie. Okay. Mine was just what I take out of it.
1: But what I want from my guests is what they thought, their personal opinion. Yeah, right. and so sometimes really, that means hit you maybe personally.
0: maybe that means I win in the end. <laughs> because you, your honest. list is 100% right
1: to you, my list is 100% right to me, but unfortunately you're not stealing the championship this this episode. No. Nope. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for driving all the way from Edmonton to join me on my vacation to be here. Any I chance, love this.
0: Any chance I get to talk movies with you is a blast. <laughs> Especially if we can talk about zombies or anything. And I throw some it. beer in it. <laughs> yes, let's get one more.
1: <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers. Happy zombie. Zombies just won't die. Zombies are just going to stick around for as long as they tenaciously can, and I for one celebrate it. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Ranking Review. This will mark episode 125. Exciting times, kids. Please tell a friend about the podcast, and please help me spread the word about the feature film, Book of Trespasses, written and co-directed by your host and random Canadian, Larry Parsons. It should be in the festival circuit in 2018 and hopefully when it's made available, I can share I can share it with all of you. But if you can help spread the word, I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone for listening to Rank and Review. Please send your feedback to Review at gmail.com, R-A-N-K-N-R-E-V-I-E-W at gmail.com. The website is rankinreview.ca. My name's Larry and I love you all.